Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Six hours, it'll be 100 below in here. Well, that's suicide. Not for that thing. Wants to freeze now. It's got no way out of here. Just wants to go to sleep in the cold until the rescue team finds it. What can we do? What can we do? Whether we make it or not, we can't let the thing freeze again. Maybe we'll just warm things up a little around here. We're not getting out of here alive. But neither is that thing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! Two thirty-five, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. We lost George Romero, and what what were you saying to him about? We're we're pretty bummed. I am at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I mean, I'm not saying I'm not bummed. I am. It just the way people are reacting because now, if you're on Facebook or any social media, the second wave has hit where celebrities are chiming in. Such as I'm not on. Oh, oh, just like Joe Bob Briggs now is posting dead. He's his uh, drive-in thing, that, a reunion of Night of the Living Dead in 1992. Uh-huh. I post, I posted it on my page. Robert Kurtzman is now posting. Uh, some of the other, you know, the Savini, names. I'm sure. 
Yeah, some of the people in like this second wave has just froze Facebook. Like Facebook is now slowed down. Like it just you cannot do anything on Facebook without pop ups, whether it's emails, whether it's updates. If you even dare to write something, a comment under something, you're getting immediate updates now. Like you're that comment thing, notifications and yeah. it just but yeah, the second wave where celebrities, all the people like that are now chiming in, it's just yeah, it's for me and I know I will get flack for saying this and I'm gonna just say it anyhow. I yes, I'm bummed, but I knew this was coming. Well he I was seventy seven. Yeah, I mean and had lung cancer. He smoked yeah, he smoked like a fucking like me, like a goddamn freight train. Yeah. So this wasn't a surprise. Now if we w- if it happens to Savini, the reaction everyone has given for Romero, for me, that would be my reaction for Tom Savini. What? It'd be even bigger than my reaction to Piper dying. Oh, dude. It just, for me, Savini, <laughs> no matter what he's done, who he has pissed off, uh, Savini to me is the person. Like, I mean, that is the one person. Like, I, as a kid, I mean, I know Romero made the movies, but just Savini's special effects are what made me want to keep watching those movies. Is that why Day is your favorite? Well, I don't know if it's so much that. There's a lot that goes into Day of the Dead, why I think that is my favorite. But I just, Tom Savini himself, it just, just all the stuff he did, I think he had a, just an unbelievable impact on 80s horror movies. But we're not here to talk about Savini. We're talking so, George Romero. And yeah. yeah, like I said, my bummed, yes. I am nowhere near as bummed as when Roddy Piper died, though. <laughs> it's just, I will just say that. Piper probably had some years in him. D- yes. Uh, yes. Romero. I mean, yeah. The guy, it's... Uh, I. I was thinking about this earlier because I was watching a documentary on Richard. I think Pryor. it was. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think this caught people by surprise. Do you think it was a case that he knew he had lung cancer and just kept it quiet, or just kind of? Um, I, I I get the feeling that it just like hit him like a hammer, just boom. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could have. You know what? Yeah, you're probably right on that because I believe he probably seen the writing on the wall. And I'm wondering if it was one of those things like he talked to a doctor and it was like, fuck. Yeah, that's how my, <laughs> uncle, that's how my and, uncle went, yeah. And he just, he went out on his own terms. Like some, there's always that thing where like, if you know, like you kind of go away real quick if, and you want to do it your own way, people will just fade away. I just, I wonder, like you said, I wonder if it's one of those things he knew and he was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go to sleep. It seems like something he would do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. No, 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 not at all. Everything he did was on his own terms. That's why we kind of liked him because like, yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely got to respect him. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to respect him. It just, I, it just, now everybody gets, you know, now we don't have to talk about the news. Zombie movie he might work on. Road <laughs> of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, just trying to make 
poke fun at it, not being mean. Just trying to poke fun at it. Now I'll have to listen to everyone like flip their lids and. We won't win no Rondo awards that way, Tim. <laughs> yeah, at yes. least you know, at least now then I could just listen or I could see people commenting about Doctor Who being a woman now. <laughs> oh, everybody is losing their shit over that. I don't. Big, big goddamn deal. My, I just did it just because as an experiment, and everyone, everyone got the joke. I saw John Cross's when he posted news, and I was like, "Who in the hell is Doctor Who?" As a British man, I think he lost his like. He's not allowed to go after saying that. I don't think as a British man living in America, he's ever allowed to go back to his country. <laughs> Stop him at the border, and probably take him in a back room and pummel him with bludgeoned him with sticks and stuff but yeah i I just did that just to mess with people but people laughed so but yeah like i said for me you know george romero i think he went out on his own or i should say did it on his own time and it just for me is only a matter of time it wasn't like that dude was a pitcher of health i don't know dude i mean he's he's he smoked like crazy yep but he always looked really good i mean granted you know age and time where yeah you know, gravity wasn't nice to him or anything you know but it's not gonna be nice to any of us no no i'm just i'm glad to god like i was watching i was thinking about this earlier you only he was one of the select few entertainers that like like you know rich uh, he was in the league with richard Pryor and lemmy and odorous from guar and Shit like that, you're only getting one of those guys in your lifetime. And yeah, somebody died, that changes the rules. Yeah, when he when he goes a hundred years from now, we'll still be watching his. Sh- oh yeah, people are gonna still be talking about. Oh yeah, him. he he is out there. His stuff will always be awesome, and it's a bummer that he's gone. Literally every single one of my goddamn horror movie nerd friends. Mm-hmm. Has has met the man. Like no one has ever said about. I don't think anyone ever has said a bad word about. George no, no. Yeah, I was gonna say that's one of the few things that I think that will that if anybody says anything bad about him, like meeting him, I yeah. think you're lying because yeah. there's it's this. Yeah, he he. From what I've heard, he took the time and. Oh, dude, you want to talk about taking the time? We were at a whorehound, me and me and Silent Brian, and we go, we, we farted around too much. We wanted to meet George, but we were farting around too much at the convention, and, and we go up to his line, and his line, of course, is, you know, out of the convention hall, around the corner, up the stairs, out of the building, and As around the side. Yeah. So we get in line, and literally this, I have a picture of it. This whorehound member staff, comes up and puts a cone right in front of me and Brian. And we're like, okay, what the thing? He's like, okay, that's the end of the line. And we're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> You're on, standing dude. right there. <laughs> we're standing right here, and you put us in, put it in front of him. And he's like, well, just stick around, because George usually, he makes sure everybody, he meets everyone. So, and indeed, 20 minutes later, the cone goes away. And, and we, were, we were making fun of it, putting pictures on Facebook, like, fuck you, Cone of Power. You don't hold sway over us. <laughs> Suck my dick, Cone. Anyway, we, you know, we wait, and we the convention is over. and he's We are the last people in line, me and Brian. Yeah. And the convention's over. No one's in there. They got the doors closed, but George is still meeting people, and we're the last one. And we get our pictures taken and signed 
you know, got stuff signed, and, and I'm like, I know he wants to get out of here. He's a human being, and I'm like, I'm like, sir, you've done your day. And he's like, I've been sitting out here, have to piss so goddamn bad. And I'm like, no more. You go piss. You have earned it, sir. Uh, he sat there without a break all day, just meeting people. A seventy yeah. probably year old man at the time didn't even get up to take lunch or break. He told me, and I'm like, that's goddamn it, go. I don't need to meet you that bad. You need to go. I was going to say, he's one of the few celebrities or horror people that truly mm-hmm. cross generations. Yep. He, But also, too, he created that demand because he wasn't one of those people who went and did every convention. No, he, no. He was busy. He was making some monkey shines or some shit. I, even when he wasn't busy, I think he was just like, I ain't fucking going there. <laughs> He always did. That's why I liked him, man. He always did what he wanted on his own terms, on his own time. Oh, I'm not saying it was a bad thing, anything of that nature. I just know, I mean, he created, basically, he created a genre that shaped horror movies. And put Pittsburgh on the map. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the sad part. He is as big as Mr. Rogers. And there is some people in Pittsburgh that will not admit that. He, it's like, do you understand he worked with Mr. Rogers? Do you understand he made some of the Steeler films before they were in the Super Bowls? That dude was Some things are unforgivable, Tim. But I'm just saying, that dude been around and has made a bigger impact on Pittsburgh than a lot of people will ever say or know. And I think part of it was because he made horror movies. Yeah. And it just if he did something else, I bet you they would accept it a lot more. But eh, there's still quite a few people in Pittsburgh, I think, are just like, George Romero who? Oh, bullshit. They're fucking assholes if they say some shit like yep. that. Yep, that's, that's what I'm just saying. Like, he's just as big a part of Pittsburgh as Mr. Rogers is. Just like you said earlier, man, if you're a horror movie fan or a director and you say that you have, you know, you have no interest in Romero or haven't been influenced by him, mm-hmm. uh, you're fuck you, you're lying. You're just full of shit. Yeah, he, then uh, that's what I said. I mean, just saying he is, he is truly one of the few horror celebrities or filmmakers that has, like, you have generations, you have people that are 60 years old talk about them and then you have people that are 15 years old talking about them yeah very few cross that line of generations like that Mm -hmm. anyway uh you know let's do the rundown what's your favorite romero films because i gotta put let's see i'm gonna put dawn at number one night at number two day at number three Land at number four, Creepshow at five. I've not seen Martin. Hmm. Or I and I have not seen like there's always Vanilla or Seasons of the Witch. Haven't seen any of those. Those don't. I don't think those would interest me. I mean, they I don't have look seen Season of the Witch, and I'm not saying it's a dud. It just I don't know. It's not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just didn't do it for me. Martin Doe, I, it's like, I feel bad, like, when you're trying to put stuff like that in order, and Martin falls down to, like, number five or number six, it doesn't belong there. 
It's better? It's better than that. The only problem is, yes, it has aged. But I think that's cool, though. Yeah, but it is one of those... If, there, if you're going to pick out of his filmography something... You're saying you, it has, like, shocker syndrome where time's not being nice to No, him? I wouldn't say it's not that bad. No, I wouldn't okay. say that. Uh, no, but it is aging. Yeah, I will shocker say that. is an extreme... Yeah, I just think uh, Martin is a very underappreciated pseudo vampire film that it it's doesn't it's one of the few films of the 70s. It really didn't lock itself into one genre. And it's one of those movies. It got overlooked. A lot of people have still not seen it me i'm saving it i'm saving that one though what's weird it is one of those movies is when people finally do see it they just like yeah that movie was amazing you know what i mean it is it's not like it's not like season of the witch or uh bruiser or i like uh, bruiser i will stick up for fucking bruiser it's it's okay but i mean i just think if you're gonna pick one that is different and something out of his realm. I'm going with Martin. I think he tried to do something different and did it. And it's just un- very underappreciated. Well, I had a conversation about this movie and I, I think I saw it when I was like eight or nine. I know it used to play on Showtime a lot and it was, it was real long and it didn't hold any, like I watched it, but I can't remember anything. About it is Knight Riders, and I don't think, like, I would, I'd purposely not watch that movie because I think I know I will not like it at all. Yeah, that, now, you want to talk about a movie that's aged, yes, that has, yes, that has aged a lot more than Martin has. Martin, it, it, it has aged some just because of where it's set at. It's set on a train. On some of the, you know what I mean. Like, Coming from Indianapolis, I've heard Martin's a local boy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's Scott. Yeah, where Night Riders, <laughs> I love, I still love Night Riders, but if you're gonna pick a film that pisses a lot of people off, <laughs> besides Survival of the Dead or Diary of the Dead, <laughs> <laughs> Night Riders is a great starting point if you want. To piss some more fans off. Hey, there are it's absolute like there's people that love that goddamn movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, has it aged? Yes, it is aged horribly. <laughs> I, I need to watch it. I need to give it an honest shot. Like I said, I saw it when I was probably seven. And how yeah. Can I, oh my god, my dog just fucking blew ass. Jesus. <laughs> how can I judge anything with a critical eye at seven years old? Let alone a Romero motorcycle movie yeah and again it's it's something different hey 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 oh it, god this is rank jesus doll you're disgusting <laughs> i need to watch that with a more critical eye maybe maybe this week i'll get into night riders martin i'm saving for some reason i don't know i and you know what helps that and, and why i love the guy so much john Amplis. Yeah, you love him so much you almost hit him in a crosswalk on a... Yes, that dude has, it just puts on a, just at a young age, puts on a great performance. Yeah. 
I hope you don't kill him one day on accident. <laughs> John Amplis update. I swear I've thought of seeing John Amplis driving a <laughs> Z, Z trip, which is now the Pittsburgh taxis. It's instead of Uber or Lyft. Oh, okay. Uh, the Pittsburgh taxis started doing the Z trips now. Like they have an app and everything. I swear I saw, saw John Amplis driving. <laughs> That would be kick ass, dude. <laughs> that you get in, and it's John Amplis. And he sucks your blood. They're gonna remake. He's remaking Martin. Is what he's yes, doing. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I ruined you, John those. Amplis. You've ruined it. You scooped everyone, Tim. I've ruined it. John Amplis is sucking everyone's blood out of a back of a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> They're remaking it, and they just didn't tell anybody. But yeah, like I said, out of George Romero's filmography for me, that's why I, it's, it's it's tough if you're gonna put movies in order and it just I don't know because like Martin deserves better, uh, The I Crazies always I, deserves better. I just still do not like that goddamn movie. I understand that oh, like Lord. That where Night Riders gets a lot of hatred. I see. I'm that's not, why I don't want. I want to watch it, but not, I know. I don't fully understand the hatred. I know it's just going to be crazies. Like, I understand the crazies wasn't made for everyone, and I think if he makes the crazies a few years later, I think those people that don't like it actually like it. I know. I just. I know. I'll I'll sit down to watch Night Riders, and I'll just be like, God damn it, get on with it. Oh, you're gonna lo- come on, Ken Frey, Tom Savini being. Oh, Tom- I know all the fucking dudes are in it. All yeah, things in there. Ken Frey, you're gonna love him in it. A fucking ooh, man, goddamn Kenny Frey is the best. You you will love him in it. I need to watch fucking Disco Exorcist with Kenny Frey. I want to see that. <laughs> Any anything with God, I might fucking I, throw I, in I, From Beyond later because that's a spec. <laughs> Just to see him in a speedo. Yeah, and see him fucking <laughs> smuggling grapes in a brown in brown tidy whities. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like because again, you mentioned Creepshow. Mm. I don't know if I could put as I'm much a, as I as much as I like Land of the Dead. I don't think I could put Land of the Dead over Creepshow. Really, I I think Land of the Dead doesn't get the respect it deserves. Oh yeah, I'll the, the, hey. I'll agree with you on that. I lo- I absolutely love Land of the Dead. I, you know, take away, and I think what happened is, I, I think people loved it, but I think Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead quashed all the love for Land. All the love for Land, because Land was set up just like Dawn and Day. For people, horror fans, to enjoy years down the road, in my opinion. I love it. I'll be watching it. And I think the the other backlash Lan gets is because he actually had money to cast people. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Just the cast in Land of the Dead. Now, yes, people will be pissed. But the cast they had for Land of the Dead is far superior to the cast he had in all the other movies. That's not to say the characters were better, anything of that nature. I'm just saying the cast he had compared to the casts he had in Day and Dawn, 
all those other people, it was just, you know, people breaking into the business, lesser knowns, things of that nature. Land of the Dead, pretty much everybody in the movie is a name that is known. I mean, you have Dennis Hopper is basically the president. Yeah. I, I, I mean, right there, never had a Dennis Hopper in any of the other Dead movies. No. It, probably the biggest name you had in the Dead movies is Tony Todd. Well, I shouldn't say Tony Todd because that's a remake. Yeah, that but, don't count. I'm sorry, but it, it literally, um, man, I gotta turn. I gotta, God damn, I gotta turn Facebook off. It's a fucking bummer yeah, me out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, that's why I turned it off before the show started because I figured I'm not turning it on until the questions. Question time comes. comes. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's a bummer. Fucking but George. it just, it, it, he had the cast for Land of the Dead. Uh, you're talking about, I don't know, you're comparing apples to oranges, man. Those exactly, like, but I'm just explaining why I think some horror fans don't care yeah, for that movie. Well, that well, that cast is okay. I mean, he's got Phil Fondacaro in there, he's got Robert Joy's, I like Robert Joy. Oh, I, I love Robert movie. Joy. He's got, he's got his, his like, you know, kind of quasi-unknowns. But Dawn of the Dead, nobody knew any of those guys, and they were all great. There's not yep. an actor in that fucking movie. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. You know, well, big even, league actor. I mean, honestly, do you know who Joe Pilato is before Day of the Dead? No, not at all. No, you don't. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I'm just trying to say that. Honestly, do you know him after, though? <laughs> that's a big name actor, though. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a big name actor, but I'm just explaining. I, why I think one of the reasons uh, Land of the Dead might not get as much respect is not just the two sequels or two movies that came after it, but the casting. Like, everyone wanted that low-budget casting or, He got I guess, genre dudes in there, man. That Simon Baker, yeah, is kind of milk toast, but Liguizamo cool. picks up the, the slack. Hopper picks up the slack with that guy. Yeah. And Argento's pretty fucking rad in there. Yeah, she. I think that's one of her best characters in a movie. I liked. Oh well, that's way better than Triple X. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of, what have you watched this week, sir? Oh, I'm trying not to be me. fucking bummed out here. Before we even really get into the movies, I got to watch a few, and I I am gonna talk to you. I have watched Thirty One. Okay. I don't hate it. I seen you said you were pretty goddamn indifferent. Yeah, I'm. Re- if there is a, I think I have finally a found a Rob Zombie movie where I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, he should have had Sid Haig in it and not had bootleg Sid Haig. The the one black guy was trying pretty hard to be Sid Haig. Well, not even that. Just that dude. But I like uh, those two black dudes though. Those guys. Oh, they were they were great. And I don't know but, where they came from. Yes, it just it the movie man outside of that uh what's his name Richard Break. Yeah, that dude. Dude's amazing. Yeah, he was. I I can't. I he might be the only thing I'm. I would not complain about in that movie. Dude is amazing, and sit there and tell me that that guy. Should not have been the fuck. You want to see that guy be the goddamn Joker, don't you? I can see that, yeah. Holy I can shit, I want to see that. He was awesome, but the rest of the movie, it just, it's like, you were, okay, 
before let me get it out Kickstarter had nothing to do with how I felt about this movie. Okay. First, you know, let me address the Kickstarter thing. You're worth way too much money. You can't tell me you can't tell Lionsgate, hey, I want to make a movie called 31 and not get the – it's somewhat of a budget that you want to make this movie. Mm. Because let's be honest, unlike his past movies – there yeah, is I think we both several do. movies like 31 that have been made before this. Surviving the game. Um, Just even in the past two yeah. years with the clown movies, even on the independent level, there has been several. And there's been even a sci-fi channel movie that was just like this that has come out in the past two, two and a half years. So that is... The first big issue. He wasn't trying to do something different, in my opinion. This this was literally like some project that Rob Zombie was just putting out, in my opinion, just putting out there to just be like, yep, here, I made another movie. You think it's just a placeholder? Yes. I don't. I, I, think, I, I do. I don't know. Because there is nothing about <laughs> this movie that I was just like... Yeah, this is really cool. This is really good. Except that one dude. And just like pretty great though. Yeah, that's the only thing of the whole entire movie. Malcolm McDowell. I'm Jesus Christ. It just oh, he's cashing paychecks and leaving. That just that whole thing was bothering me. No, I did enjoy Meg Foster also, but yeah, it just it, it just how it just. Why were they – what were they doing? You know what I mean? This group of people, where are they – what were they doing on Halloween in 1976? They were being carnies, dude. They were, they were being Rob Zombie typical. But honestly – no, but I'm just – not the characters killing the group of people that the the people in the prison uniforms kidnap. Who – this group of people that are together. I mean – like. The Nazi midget and no 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 none of the killers the group of people Sherry Moon Zombie Meg well, they Fox were, they were carnies dude uh, that's what they were yeah they were carnies okay were um traveling between shows I suppose I didn't get that yeah <laughs> I didn't get that I now like you said I liked the two black guys they were funny as hell they were really good part of the movie. The other characters that were in that van, I did not care, especially bootleg Sid Haig that should have been just Sid Haig anyhow. The dude that was like just constantly trying to be Sherry Moon Zombie's boyfriend and is just like... I like his buddy fucking the fat chick in the back, though. Yeah, that was great. Like I said, it has its moments, but overall, that was just a blah movie. Like, I... I don't even get upset over the movie. It is the Richard Brake show for sure. Yeah, I just didn't understand the movie. I'm just like, I watched the movie and it's like, give me Lords of Salem back. You know, it's like, I'll even take the Halloween 2. I'll even rewatch the Halloween remake. But it was like 31. Dude, go remake Chud for me. Go do something. Yes, because my problem was with this movie is, and to summarize everything, if anything came out of 31, it is my prime example 
Rob Zombie needs to make a movie out of his comfort zone. I'd like to see it. And it doesn't have to be a Chad remake. He was going to do a hockey movie, I thought. But please stop trying to make a movie with clowns or trying to be weird and have it set in the 70s. You've done it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of House of Thousand Corpses. I love Devil's Rejects. I love El Super Bisto. As much as I hate your version of the remake of the Halloween, the first 45 minutes is great. Uh, It just – Halloween too. uh, But just this movie for me, it's like, dude, please go remake Chud. Please go do something that you're not expected to do. It just proved to me – you're a good filmmaker, man. It's just like, cause I was just, it's, it's like, I'm glad I didn't pay for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> make that hockey movie. I think that'd be interesting. Just, yeah, just make something different. Is, that's, I think that's the biggest thing I can say is make something different because this movie just, I, I was getting kind of bored watching it. Would you like to see Rob Zombie remake Slapshot? No. I was going to say, would you like to, <laughs> I think that would be cool. Because you could get away with all the cussing. I know Slapshot's an immortal. That's a, yes. that's a fucking classic. But no, shit. but it Nothing would be sacred doomed. anymore, dude. I don't want something doomed from the start. And <laughs> I honestly believe if he remade Chud, he wouldn't be doomed from the start. No, fucking nobody cares about Chud. Exactly. And no. that's why I think he could do it. Nobody cares about Chud. I do. I love well, Chud. You, you see them on a daily basis. You are. <laughs> that's not fair to say you're pittsburgh's only defense against chuds <laughs> but yeah it just i really 31 just like i just put that really in the poop pile <laughs> oh it's not poop come on it just dude it's not bad but it's not good either i just oh. put it in like okay you could have gone through how many different projects and you chose to do this one and like i said i just while watching it it's like I was like, I've watched this with six different titles in the past two years. It just—it was one of those things for me. Uh, I, that I will agree with you. As just like I've watched this before, you're not doing it, and I don't expect you to reinvent. I don't expect you to do something extremely great, but get away from the clowns. Get away from that stuff. It does. It's just, clowns. Yeah, it, it just, I think you've stomped a mud hole into that part of the horror genre now. If you want to do clowns, that's okay with me. Just make sure it's Captain Spaulding and that's it. Yes. I always then, want more Captain Spaulding. But like I said, just, I mean, I even, while watching it, I was just like, okay, I'm <laughs> not even going to think about how this was kickstarted, all that stupid stuff, because that was a big bunch of bullshit right there. But True. I, I was just I I personally was expecting a lot more from this movie, especially because I really like the Lords of Salem, mm-hmm. and Nat got a lot of flack from horror fans, and I was expecting something else, and it pooped the bed. <laughs> shit it, the bed. It shit the bed, as Whoa, Captain Smith would say. What else have you seen? Okay, well, anyhow, I watched Odd Thomas. That's a good show. In the movie? Yeah, that's a good flick. <laughs> Yes, and apparently this is uh, several books. I never knew this. Uh huh. Yeah, Dean Koontz. Yeah, I never even knew that, but you know me, I don't read. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it just, uh, 
I was very surprised. I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I wouldn't say love it. I really liked it. I do like the nonsense of Arnold, Arnold Vuzlu playing the dead guy. <laughs> you did just, you nailed Arnold Vuzlu on the head. Everything he does should be nonsense. <laughs> Dark Man 3. <laughs> It was just like he's walking around with a severed hand, and I'm just like, they're not going to explain this anymore, are they? Because <laughs> this is just great. That's <laughs> so you want, Arnold Vosloo and his buddy the severed hand. I was like, I now want a short film just on that. <laughs> it, was, it was stupid stuff like that, but it was like William Defoe. It just... I was like, right there, okay, you got my attention. Soon as he showed up, I was like, okay. But I just, this movie doesn't putz around. You know what I'm saying? Nope, no, no, it, it, it really just gets into it, introduces everything, this is how it is. And the ending, which I will give him credit, I'm surprised they killed his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for them to live happily ever after, and no, she is dead. Which makes total sense. But I was just very surprised. I, I, I enjoyed that, but it's a shame we're not going to get another one of those. Because <laughs> Anton is dead in real life. He's seeing dead people constantly now. Yeah. Uh, Satan's Storybook. We're going to get into that later. I, can, I didn't get to watch it because, goddamn, I can't find a copy of that anywhere. Oh, my God. Dude, it's on YouTube. No, it's not. I, I looked. Oh, I, see, I thought I found it on there, but anyhow. Did you fucking kill it again? Did you ruin YouTube? <laughs> it's a possibility. So I but I, on I, I, I well, well, Dan gave me the DVD, Fuck but I thought Dan. I found, I found, I thought I found it on YouTube. But anyhow, all this is the only statement I'm going to say about it, and you will want to go see this after it. Ginger Lynn is a ninja. <laughs> sold. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sold. Uh, we'll get into it later, though. Uh, the Devil's Candy. Have oh, you seen it? Yeah, that's good. I don't know, dude. You know, uh, I can't, goddamn, Tim, what the hell? I don't know. I, I, dude, it's about I Satan and metal. It is, but I, I like the movie. I don't love it. I feel like there's oh, a no, huge chunk of that movie it got cut out. It's, it's not the... You gotta filter the Facebook nonsense out of this. It is not... The best, you know, horror movie. No, no, it's not. It's very good. I was expecting... I was expecting a little more for my satanic movie. Let's put it that way. It it just... But I... To me, as I watched the movie, it's no... It's it's good. It's decent. But I felt like something was missing. Like, that movie got edited down. Like, there... Yes. To me, it feels like... There is a good chunk of that movie that fell on the cutting room floor that explains a few things. Well, I could always... I need more fat guy playing open power chords over <laughs> and over yeah. and I like, over Well, as soon as, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, yep, of course. Yeah, I've seen that, that guy in a lot of shit, and I like Yeah, it. that dude plays that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it just, to me, <sighs> the art gallery thing... It seems like there was more to that. I didn't get any of that. Yeah, see, I did. I thought there was more than... Um, it was kind of given the vibe that there was more to that going on. And just... I don't know. 
I I understood what the movie was. About. I just feel like a big chunk of that movie is sitting on the cutting room floor for I would guess time purposes. Well, I'm excited to see what the guy does next. I think that guy was a pretty good director. Oh, I yeah, like I said, I do I don't I I liked it a hell of a lot better in 31. Let's just say that. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, uh, in another movie, well, besides, I rewatched Creature from Black Lagoon on <laughs> Swint Goalie last night, uh, uh, but also, I watched a movie today called The Ice Cream Truck. What the fuck? Is Clint Is Howard it? driving this? Not no, but he should have, and hey, independent people, I love that I keep getting screeners from the distribution company in, that they're sending me, but I'm sorry. Clint Howard broke that mold. Yep. You can't do an ice cream truck movie without Clint Howard. And this movie tried to combine weird suburbia with Clint Howard as the ice cream man kind of thing. And it it works, but it's a boring (laughs) works. You know what I'm saying? Not enough happens in between you, you know, they go out above and beyond to explain how weird uh, this woman, Mary, moves back to her hometown. And basically, she's there for a week without her husband and kids. And she meets the local, you know, wives club. Basically, it's there that they just want to party and have excuses to drink. And she becomes friends with the one 18-year-old and starts smoking weed with them. And then they're... Doing the whole thing where is she gonna bang him? Is she not? And then you got <laughs> creepy ice cream man that's just driving along the streets that actually becomes second fiddle to what's going on in weird suburbia. And you do not explain ice cream man. Sure don't. They, like they just they just don't explain why this dude is driving day and night in an ice cream truck. And why he decides to kill off, think, two people in the whole entire film? Beats me. I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, but like I said, it's just, it's coming out in a, next week, I think it is. It's coming out. I had the screener for it, and it just, like I said, Ice Cream Man, uh, I'm sorry. That's just one thing you, you're going to suck at trying to make something even comparable to that. You're going to fail. You, this was a project that was going to fail from the beginning. And I think that's why we get the weird suburbia in it, and it just doesn't work. But Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's what I watched. Oh, God. I had a really good goddamn week. And uh, George had to go and die and then bum me out. Good job. God damn it. I'm fucking, we're just getting a whole kind of shit on our Facebook about George. Oh, I kind of figured. Yeah, anyway, uh, I finished Castlevania. How is it? Uh, it's making top ten. It's so fucking good, but I don't know what the fuck they were. Why only four episodes? It's it's been ordered for. Uh, you'll love it. I'll bet you anything. Tim Gross will love this movie. But why? What you said last week it made me reinterested in this. Oh, it's so good. It's like the setup. The the first. It's almost like a prelude to what's going to be awesomer. In, yeah. When when we get like a whole legit season, it's so good. Like they they introduce no, it's not Simon. Who is it? 
Trevor Belmont. That's who it is. Trevor Belmont. I think that's a son or something. And he's been ostracized from the whole Belmont family has been ostracized from the from the church. Uh, they get with uh, a chick. I think she's from Castlevania Three, the video game. I don't know. But then they meet Alucard at the end, and that's that's Episode Four. But it's just it's it's really really good. It's just a goddamn shame that it's four episodes, and I want so much more. I can't wait. Harlan Ellison's fucking dialogue in this, it's fucking funny as shit. Because Trevor Belmont is very much a goddamn broken man, but he just doesn't care. And okay. it's, it's, it, it comes out through the dialogue. It's, it's very fucking great. There's some one-liners in there that are pretty awesome. But I watched that. Uh, I found a new obsession in that show. Okay, uh, stay with me, everybody. That show, I've been a fan of this Brad Neely guy for a long time. Have you ever heard of Brad Neely? No. He gave us... I was going to say. He gave us Baby Cakes and the Professor Brothers on YouTube. If you haven't been introduced to Brad Neely, nope. go to YouTube, look up Baby Cakes. It is some genius shit. No, he, but I was watching... Knight Rider. I was watching Knight Rider, the Scooby Doo van, A Team van, Ghostbusters car, and oh, I've seen that too on the race. Yes, it was fucking awesome. And the DeLorean, (laughs) (laughs) fucking driving through pools. No, Brad Neely. He has he's he's kind of this major rager, like uh, animator guy. He kind of is just a fruitcake. Like Mm -hmm. he'll he'll be disappear for long periods of time, and nobody will know whatever. You know what's he could be dead for all anybody knows, but is it? It's very crude animation, kind of like maybe it looks like it's done in like a like a junior high kid did it with a little talent, but it's so genius. What he, you know, he skews politics and celebrity and all this shit in this weirdo way. So he has a brand new TV show on Adult Swim called Brad Neely's Hard Nolan Scopio Pepio. PPO, something I don't know. Yeah, it's, I'll say that again. Brad Neely's Hard Nolan Scopio PPO, and it is awesome. It is eleven or fifteen minutes long, mm-hmm. of, full of absurd animation, and all of it's fucking hilarious. Uh, I, they must have just dropped the whole season because I watched all of it in one day. Yeah, just fucking some of the funniest shit. Please, everybody, that's like watch of the fucking week, man. That was so good. Uh, I watched um, Out of the Furnace again. I love that guy. We we did an episode for Out of the Furnace. I uh, just did get recorded. Yeah. <laughs> One of the lost ones. Yeah. The, ne- the next time I come to Pittsburgh, that is, and I wanted to ask you, like, there's, that movie has Pittsburgh, it's it's set in Braddock, where Martin yeah. set in. Yeah. Uh, and we've got. Let's see. There's the fly was filmed there. The uh, fi- the fly was filmed. Some of it was filmed in the strip district. Yeah, you took me down there when we took John back. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else besides? There's like, out of the furnace, the dark night, Jack Reacher. Um, I'm in the Pittsburgh of, fucking part of RoboCop. The sequence where uh some of it where they come into that big 
uh, <laughs> where Robocop and Nancy Allen's character go and try to get Boddicker and everybody to come and find them. Is this after he's turned into Robocop? Yes. Okay. Yes. After he's taken off his mask and everything and he's trying to eat baby food and <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. stuff. Uh, in that weird industrial, like, broken down place uh-huh. where the dude goes into toxic waste. Yeah, yeah. Some of that was filmed in Manesson. Okay. Which is 20 minutes away from Pittsburgh. Okay, the next time I, w- I come to fucking Pittsburgh, I want to go down to Braddock. Okay. Uh, just because that town looks pretty awesome. It's, it, it, it is a very, very rundown yeah. town that is trying for many years now is trying its ass off to get off the ground there is still still there's still a big steel mill down there yeah that's um, where christian bale's character was working at yeah they're finally like they're like it's the one place where they've gutted or knocked down houses but have not built stuff there huh. you know what I'm, you know what i'm saying it yeah. just this community is had it like if if there's one part of Pittsburgh, it's really had its issue of getting back on its feet. It's Braddock. I want to go down there and check it out. I want to see the Martin House. The Martin House. I want to see. Yeah, I know that's down there. Yeah, I don't I know which one. Drive that is. around. Demko would know. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Just want to drive would... around Braddock. How how close? Because Braddock. I drive I'm... around Braddock all the time looking for chuds. Looking for chuds. Is it a very yeah. hospitable? Chud place? I actually, I have not found chuds down in Braddock, but I have oh, had chuds. Yeah, they are chud free, but there is there there there's a a hundred and twenty five year old library down there. Shit, that we had is con- back then? that is connected to a church that is com- completely, I think, condemned or cordoned off from the library. They used to have a hallway that connected into the condemned church in the basement that they have now bricked up. Yikes. That people a couple of times have broken in and try to go up through there. It still has a bowling alley that is <laughs> that they would have mice run in every once in a while. <laughs> run in and get smushed by bowling balls. Well, the bowling alley hasn't been used in years. Like the oh, one floor it. from the church has fallen down inside the bowling alley, like way at the end. That sounds like prime real estate for chuds, dude. Don't <laughs> yeah, but that's the weird part. It just it just one of those really old places, and it, it's pretty cool because you can see the history. You know, it looks like it, like I'm watching out. Of, everybody should watch Out of the Furnace. It's it's fucking a harsh ass drama set in Braddock and. You know, it's got my favorite. I love it. Please, I'm going to put this out to everybody. Send me some recommendations. I love movies with like crystal meth addicted back hills people. Like I've watched uh, out of the furnace has that Woody Harrelson is terrifying as this fucking meth cooking backwoods hillbilly. Mm-hmm. And I, I also watched this week Winter's Bone. Have you ever seen yeah, that? Yeah, I've seen you posted about that now. That's a harsh fucking movie, too, man. That's Jennifer Lawrence's, I think, first movie. It's where she got noticed, I guess. But, and she's looking for... Yeah, she did, because yeah. I 
there was people making jokes they would love to give her the winner's bone and it's like really yeah she's like 17 in that movie yeah i was like when i I was hearing people talking about that saying that i was like um that's kind of creepy yeah her dad goes missing and they've like the meth ring has killed him and that's part of her family and she has to go through her family trying to find her, her dad's corpse or the house is gonna get taken away by uh um, bondsman and stuff. It's just—it's a harsh, harsh fucking movie. I lo- like. I want more movies with people up in the hills addicted to meth. Yeah, it's my favorite kind. Like one of my favorite kind of villains. I don't—I can't explain it, but those are probably the, out of the furnace and Winter's Bone are probably the two, like ones that are the biggest. But yeah, I'm watching Out of the Furnace and I'm like, the house he lives in—it looks like your street. Actually, it's yeah. like one street over from your street with the cobblestones. Yep. Oh, yeah. It, it looks yeah. like, yeah, like he lives in your house or your neighbor's yeah, house. Yeah, I've driven on that road. Yeah, they've got actually a couple cobblestone roads, hills over in Brown. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it, it, when he hits the car that kills the little kid on accident, it, you know, that looks like the entrance to Heaven Cemetery. <laughs> Yeah, it just yeah, Braddock. It's one of the few places left in Pittsburgh that you can drive through and still like picture Pittsburgh. what Pittsburgh looked back looked like back in the late seventies, early eighties. I want to I want to live in like that's my goal. If my parents ever go, I'm I'm headed to Pittsburgh, dude. I can't leave Portland without my parents, but if they ever they ever go, I think I'm gonna go to Pittsburgh. That's fine. We'll be waiting for you <laughs> with open arms, which, by the way, sad to say, along with the news of George Romero, uh, the two old ladies that are my drinking buddies mm-hmm. might be dead soon. Oh, no. Why? What happened? Uh, the one got real sick, found out she has lung cancer. They've given her oh. two months to live. Well, go and, over there every chance you can and drink beer with them. Yeah, and the other one, which is, which she always told people she was 87, she's actually 91. Uh, she's pretty much on her deathbed right now, too. Oh, man. Who are you going to drink with then, Tim? I don't know, man. I'm going to have to start actually inviting people. <laughs> oh, man. I want to drink beer with those ladies. I wanted to, but they, yeah, weren't, they weren't there. Yeah, yeah, I had to say that. I love those girls. Damn it. See, I even like the people that live around you, man. Hot ass tattoo chick next door. Yeah, she, that's one of, that I want to marry. Where the hell did she go? She went to Louisiana, but there's rumors she's coming back. She wants to visit her house. I want to live in the house with she's her. Weird. Yeah. I want to live in there with her because she's hot as shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you hear me, tattoo chick? You're awesome. I know anyway. you listen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that is. Huh? No, I did. I did. That's, that's not all I watched. I watched this other uh, documentary on Netflix called Keith. Like I, Keith Richards under the influence. I, okay. I have no. I, I I'm indifferent as far as the Rolling Stones go. I don't care either. Like I'm not a fan. Yeah. I know they're you know they're just not for me. Uh, Keith Richards, however, I watched this. The guy is pretty awesome. The guy, he is a fucking medical miracle, first of all. He looks goddamn, he he looks great, kind of, like for, you know, everything he's done to his body. He's, he's just made of Teflon and the guy's hands are just (laughs) scary. Uh, they look like alien, the alien's hands. 
But it's amazing. Like he he goes around like it's kind of like that Foo Fighters HBO show where they just went around to different cities and talked about the musical scene there, and they went to Nashville and all this shit. And he just goes in like he's in New York's with Tom Waits, and he just sits down and bam, writes this fucking killer song, and he makes an album out of it all. It's really good. Uh, I have much respect for Keith Richards, and he's probably one of those guys. You know, we were talking. I was talking about him earlier. We're only gonna get one of those dudes ever. Yeah. And, man, I, you know, him, Richard Pryor, George Romero, we should all be so fucking lucky to live as good as those guys did, doing what we want to do whenever the hell we want to do it. Well, Richard Pryor was kind of crazy, though, too. Well, he didn't have the best of life. He was... No, no. He was... Uh, there's a good documentary called Richard Pryor Icon. Yeah. On on Netflix. And I lo- like, Richard Pryor's one of my favorite guys ever. Yeah, there's been a, a few house. documentaries about him. Yeah, all of them are good. Born in a whorehouse in Peoria, Illinois. He said his mother used to kiss him goodnight right after she sucked dicks. Pretty, pretty fucking brutal and terrible, but the guy's amazing. We should all be so lucky to do what we want to do and be loved for it and have old age like all these guys did. And we only get so many of those people, and it sucks. But that's all I watched, sir. Uh, Holy shit! To, what? Somebody's claiming Martin Landau's now died. Oh no! Yeah. No, no, no. He I am not lying. No, not uh, Martin Landau. I just heard on Facebook, and I'm now trying to find out if this no, is a hoax. bullshit. This has to be a hoax. <laughs> oh my god! I see it. Is he dead? Uh, according to Gary. Gary Hill. Oh, son of a bitch! Martin Landau died. Uh, Martin Landau. We're was... living, goddammit! Yes, he is dead! It's fucking Yeah, he's in Son Ed Wood. He's in a bunch of stuff. If you've seen him, you would know who he is. He was in the X-Files movie. He was in him without warning! Yeah. Oh, goddammit. I'd have to show you. He's the guy that warns uh, Fox Mulder in the alleyway from the bar that the FBI is holding aliens. Just tell her he's the pull-the-strings guy pull the strings guy yeah the best part of ed wood when he freaks out about oh. of course karloff karloff does that deserve to suck my dick oh it's been that so guy. long since i watched that movie god damn it he was like uh the dude I, I was listening on a podcast earlier they were talking about him like maybe a couple weeks ago i listened to this and martin landau would he, he would like teach all the kids coming to hollywood to be actors like he was he, he would have like you know acting classes that were highly regarded forever he did this and he was like the guy hollywood ambassador for yeah. a lot of people that sucks i like that fuck that God, dude we're was living, up there too shit we're living in game of thrones anybody <laughs> can die at who's going by the end of the show are we finally gonna lose dick miller by the end of the fucking show oh dick miller's not living everyone <laughs> he's talking about man son of a bitch Dick Miller and Keith Richards are made out of, like, Teflon. They're the shit that makes up the cosmos, dude. You can't kill uh, it. Oh, you know? man, this is this is fucking crazy. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, I just missed it. He died. He was 89. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was up there. Oh, my God. Why do I have a... He's, he's probably got, like, a Milton Berle penis, so he probably had a fucking good time. He looks like one of those guys that had Milton Berle penis. Oh, yeah. Um, God Look it. up Martin Landau and you'll know who it is. He plays Bill Lugosi in Ed Wood. It's like his best performance ever. 
I know, but I'm trying to explain it to the wife. Oh, man, shit, no, Ed Wood's one of the best movies of all time. It's been a long time since I watched that. And I'm surprised she hasn't watched that more just because of Johnny Depp. Pull the strings. Karloff. Limey cocksucker does not deserve to smell my shit. I'm not terrible at Martin Landau. Jesus. Jesus, who's going to die? We're putting on fucking money. Anyway, do we need to go answer questions because uh, it's not? If you want, I'm just trying to figure out where <laughs> I want to start at first at this point. Son of a bitch. That bad. God damn, somebody put Corey Feldman on like, man, Feldman goes, <laughs> Tristan Dolly Martin's probably going to blow up or fuck a podcast. Well, they said they go in three, so we might have yeah, a third one die before this is over with tonight. Jesus, this sucks. God. Okay, you ready? Um, I'm getting there. Go live. I got one question from your page, and then I can move on to other stuff. Well, all, they're all over the fucking place. Yeah, I know. I'm looking, and that's why I'm just starting at your page right now, because you'll pick up the Facebook stuff, or the Facebook Live stuff. You didn't comment on my Guerrilla Warfare Battle of the Apes movie? No, I didn't see no Guerrilla Warfare Battle of the Apes movie. What are you talking about? Timeline. I I posted you. A oh, there's like there's like a bunch of shit. I did. You, I can't <laughs> wait to see the butthole in the woods movie. Personally, we're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to talk about oh, that. Oh man. And uh, oh, screw it. Fucking share it if you can find it. Fuck it. Who cares? Okay. I don't. There's one person on here, and I don't know who it is so far. Okay. So. Yeah, because like I said, somebody <laughs> posted on your page. I never even seen this name. You ready? Sure. Uh, George Sorsdahl. I've never even seen his name. Sorry if I messed up your last name, dude. Uh, shitty news. The man was a visionary and a, tr- a truly humble, gracious dude. I met him not too long ago here in the UK at Brighton Film and Comic-Con 2015. So this dude's from across the sea. All right. Where's our Australian fan? We need <laughs> God damn it. The Swedes. <laughs> we need the Swedes, Mac. They're Norwegian, dipshit. Uh, when I met him at a signing table, I could see he was struggling to write while signing stuff, but he was clearly still sharp as a tack when he oh, yeah. spoke and very appreciative. I was second in line for the photo op after, and he actually addressed me by name. Suppose that wasn't a stretch for him to remember. Guy's name is George. Yeah. George. I'll treasure, treasure the memories of the day and always regret not asking to try, try on those magical gigantic glasses. That was one of the funniest memories I have of fucking Rick. Rick we were at a whorehound. Rick, Rick's like the only one of the horror movie nerds we hang out with. I think he said he's never met Romero. And yeah. I, I was yeah. texting him, and I was like, "Where?" he was like, where are you at? Or it was it was the we went to Louisville when we were in my Mustang, yeah. where we all piled into the fucking tiny, tiny car. And uh, Rick, we were trying to get Rick because we were going to Wild Wooly. And, yeah. Uh, I said, we're, we're, we're meeting George Romero, and he was like, steal his glasses. <laughs> he texted me back, steal his glasses. And I texted him back, I can't lift that much. You can <laughs> take those glasses. and Like, I used to joke with Steve, like, I, I, I want to steal George Romero's glasses, focus the sun through them, and cut a hole in the earth. <laughs> those things are fucking amazing. Like, he must have been blind as a fucking bat. Those are oh, the yeah. biggest. I thought I was blind. Seen. Yeah, he dwarfs me in that. Those were the most. Un- they were like fucking telescope lenses. He could probably see your soul with those fucking things. 
I got another question. Joshua Lost Car. Uh, George Romero is the reason I got into old school horror. As a younger horror fan from the Pittsburgh area, discovering George's movies led me into all the great 60s, 70s, 80s horror movies that I love today. Without him, I might have grown up thinking the remakes of classic horror were good, so I'll always appreciate him for introducing me to the classics. You would have been one of Tim Gross's people that he likes to joke about that didn't know Westworld was a movie before his TV show. (laughs) I can't help myself. I love that joke. No, George, George, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, they're good. Those are great places to fucking start if you're going to, like, really get into, like, the fucking horror movie genre. That's a good place. Yeah. Start with George. Because he really did kind of, like, legitimize it. Like, it was all goofy, kind of hokey before Night of the Living Dead. And then he gave it, like, this sense of realism. Like, you know, maybe it's not all fucking giant manises and ants and... And Bella Lugosi and Frankenstein movies and shit like that. You know what I mean? He was like, he brought it to Earth and 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 made it real. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out my ass. Yeah. Uh, somebody on the Gross Fest page just said, "Here's what is creeping me out about Romero's death today. Just today, I drove past Marg Morris Margaret Morrison Building at CMU and pointed out to my family that Creep Show was filmed there. I've walked down the hallway of where." Of CMU, where they shot where uh, the box. Oh, the crate? Yep, or the crate. I'm sorry, yes. Shit, dude. Yeah, I've walked down that hallway. It is, it's cool. That's the only thing I was sitting there does thinking it still about. Have the, does it still have, like, the little roundabout round underneath the stairs part? Um, I didn't go down there. Are there but, drugs living there? But from what is said on the Creep Show Just Desserts documentary, mm-hmm. yes. That, that stuff's still there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My dog is mysteriously missing. Pooping behind the couch again? Hey, dog! I don't know where she's at. Oh, well, she's fine wherever she is. She's at. pooping behind the couch again. <laughs> I put I put on our fucking show last week, join in because one of our fucking podcast members actually eats shit live. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Okay, Facebook has if frozen. If that doesn't fucking win us a rondo... Nothing will. Nothing will. Nothing will. Then we'll, I don't know. Then we'll be ah, wrong, wrong ones. Yeah, I ask everybody to share their George memories because, God yeah. damn, we all have them. Yeah, Facebook is just, like, frozen up, and it's, like, it will go to a page, and then it'll come back. and. You know what it is? You know what tonight is, right? Uh, Isn't it Game of Thrones? Yeah, it's Game of Thrones. It's fucking up the podcast again. Oh, I got a question from Dana. Okay. Hey, Dana. Uh, it says, hi, Kyle. I'm so bummed about George. Can we talk about that sexy Steve Benningfield to lighten things up? <laughs> <laughs> that We're going to talk about sexy Ben Grimm all along, baby. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. He's trying to win Rondos. Yes, he is. God damn it. Good, Steve's good trying to win Rondos. on that. <laughs> oh, another thing I forgot. We got to tell people because it is out there. What's that? Uh, the, uh, what is it? Next weekend, I think it is. Uh, there it returned to New, uh, Newcomb High. Oh yeah, we're getting returned to Newcomb High finally. Yes, the world premiere. It's finally coming. Finally. Yeah, or no, it's this weekend. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's finally coming. Good. I've been wanting to know how it ends. 
Okay, just to lighten it up a little bit before we get into more Romero stories. I Tristan don't know if we can get any has... better than Dana's question tonight, personally. Yeah. Tristan Arley Martin's got 90 Corey Feldman questions, I'm yes, sure. Yes, he does. We it's need Feld to have Dogs. a poll. This is why everyone's dying. It's Feldog's day of birth. I'm dedicating all my questions <laughs> to him. The The supernatural wacky genius of awesomeness. Here goes in an effort to seem cool. Feldman brought a piece of mogwai fur to school while shooting gremlins. It would have been better to have waited until after the 1984 movie came out. What the hell is mogwai fur? A a kid yelled at Feldman, (laughs) then threw a spitball at him. Did either of you ever taken anything crazy to school? No, I was just thinking about this the other day. Now, I never took anything to school, but this is how, like, I don't know. I was watching the news or something, and I don't know. There must have been a school shooting or some shit. But Probably. When I was a kid in elementary school, my friend Robert, his dad, would bring a gun to school, a musket, and show <laughs> us. They had, like, a pre- like, like, this is what, you know, we'd be learning in history class or something. He's like, this is a musket, and this is how you fired it, and you, sh- you know. He would, we would actually go out into the soccer, we had a soccer field that, that was, uh, laid up against the woods on two different sides. He'd load that son of a bitch and fire it into the woods. See, this is why you live in Indiana. <laughs> well, we're not as gun nuts as Ohio, but yeah, we like our guns in Indiana for sure. Yeah, that, that's called being able to do that in Indiana. No, we had a kid bring cow eyes into school in a jar one time. I thought that was fucking creepy for just no reason. He just brought cow eyes in a fucking jar i used to carry my fangoria magazine on fridays for english class because you were allowed to read whatever <laughs> awesome and i remember carry those around i remember third grade english class this kid dennis he was one of those kids that kind of disappeared like you know everybody knew each other in elementary school but yeah. Like every once in a while, like a monster would eat a kid or something, and they just go away. He got fed to the pit in the backyard. Yeah, there's a he got kicked into the pit or something. He was the very first like like movie nerd horror movie nerd kid I remember because he would bring Fangoria, and mm-hmm. I remember they had the posters of like uh, I remember Maniac Cop being one of them and From Beyond yeah. being one of them. And I was, I would always look at him. I'm like, man, this is some fucked up shit. And I didn't like it back then. It like freaked me out. But yeah, then sixth, fifth, sixth grade rolled around, and I, I don't know. This is weird. It was all this fucking weird shit that I'd never heard of. It's weird. I remember that? And I don't know why. Uh. Oh come on, there you are. The dog has appeared. Are you done eating poop? Tristan wants to know, Feldog smoked weed for the first time with Stand By Me co-star River Phoenix. They persuaded some guy in the film's sound department to let them each take a hit off his bong. After giggling for a few minutes, they both admitted they didn't feel anything. When was the first time you had any pot? Um, with my, I, I know, uh-oh, my fucking, I, Facebook Live might shit out on me. I'm down to 10% live, but okay. yeah, that, that's, what, that's exactly what happened to me, me and my friend Fires. Smoking weed at my buddy Jason's house. Didn't get we, we smoked a joint. I didn't get high. Nothing happened. It was weird. But then hmm. yeah, just started yep. after that. I was just like, whatever, man. Fucking what is this shit? And then it worked. Like the second or third time it worked, and I was like, oh. And I'll never forget. The very first time I ever got high. I don't smoke weed anymore because it's kind of silly. 
I but, never did. Yeah, I know you said you never did. It's, it's yeah. there's nothing wrong. There is nothing no, I, wrong with yeah, don't care. at all. <laughs> yeah, but like this, the stupid shit is like the, the fucking secrecy around it and stuff is just dumb. But yeah, uh, the very first time I got high, I'll never forget it. At my buddy Jason's house, and we smoked two fucking joints. I, think, I don't remember. And we watched wrestling, and I remember watching Brother Love on wrestling. Jesus. And um, there was this commercial for a racetrack that had, like, these two monster hands that went back and forth, and it rolled this eyeball across the track. And I, I'll have to find a fucking commercial for it or something and put it on the show, but I just remember this voice, and we laughed our asses off. Because it, it, it was saying something like, you cannot control my eyeball, and who's on my haunted highway? race on my haunted highway two monster trucks prepare yourselves my evil eye is out to destroy you your blazing speed won't save you from my rolling eyeball take the lead on suicide squeeze bust him up on dead man's curve you must beat him and beat me escape my evil eye and win new from Pico, haunted highway electric racing battery not included i've got my eye out for you this is shit you fucking remember, man. I don't. It's fucking fun as shit. Uh, Tristan wants to know Corey Feldman and Michael Jackson once went to Disneyland in disguise to avoid being spotted during their trip to the amusement <coughs> park. Feldman wore avatar sunglasses and a <laughs> fake mustache, while Jackson donned a fake nose, sunglasses, and a giant afro. Have you ever gone anywhere in disguise? No. Why would I need? I don't. I don't need to go to in disguise. Nope. <laughs> Never have. I don't think. Okay, I'm in disguise every day. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get to some of these questions we got on Facebook Live because I, okay. I might die. Uh, Joshua Loscar says, "Thoughts on Tales from the Dark Side TV show and how it holds up today." Um. And not well. I think it holds up pretty good. Really? Yeah. I I, I don't. But you which know what? Episode you're watching? Yes. I don't I won't say that was a great TV show. It was decent. But I would put I was, that in the same category as Monsters. Yeah, it yeah. Depends on which which episode you're There was a lot of shit, but there was a lot of really good ones too. Yeah, yeah. I can't agree more there. Yeah, you hit it on the head. Hey, you Patricia Stevens is watching the chat. That means one thing. Hey. Hello, Patty. Wake up, dummy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> She's tired. She played in a pond all day. <laughs> Kamala joined the show. She's going back she, down to sleep. She got yeah. leeches on her wiener? No, she doesn't have leeches. She doesn't have a wiener. Like, stand by me? Yeah, she doesn't have a wiener, but... <laughs> I know. If there's leeches, she wouldn't have them on there. Uh, oh, I Kristen... got one more question. Um, okay, uh, speaking of Dano's movie, Bingo Hall Massacre, yes, yes, I am all for this. Confirmed. Artie, the strongest man in the world, is going to be in <laughs> Bingo Hall Massacre. That is fucking great. I would love this movie just to exist, in general. Hey, I would love to see a movie called Bingo Hall Massacre. I feel like you need to get Daniel Boyd in on that, dude. <laughs> Come on. <sighs> Uh, Tristan wants to know which Feldman movie is your favorite. Feldman movie. 
Man, it's a toss-up. There's, I don't know, man. Lost Boys, Goonies, a love license to drive. Mm, shit. No Stand By Me? Stand By Me's in there. Friday 13th Part 4? Yeah, that's in there. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Lost Boys, honestly. I, 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 I'm gonna agree with you on Lost Boys, but I gotta throw in a Feldman movie everyone needs to, uh, do their part and go look this up and go watch it. Puppet versus Demonic Toys. No. <laughs> it's the 1993, I think, or 94 movie called Blown Away, and it's him, Corey Haim, and Nicole Eggert, and I know Tristan Arleigh Martin knows what I'm talking about. I know he does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to hear... Thrown in. I would like to hear Tristan Arleigh Martin's uh, take on shit. It just flew out of my head. Oh, Puppet Master what? versus Demonic Toys. I would like to hear his take on Dream a Little Dream. Oh, that movie's garbage, dude. <laughs> Fucking what? Those guys from Profondo Cinema, they were on some kick about Dream a Little Dream, and I was like, I haven't seen that, and I watched it, and I was like, this Why? is fucking garbage. <laughs> Fuck this. Like, I was pissed watching that movie. This is total, total fucking crap. <laughs> or what about, uh... How about, uh, uh, oh, what was the other one? Meatballs 4? Oh, man, the Facebook Live just fucking pooped out. Sorry, which, everybody. Yeah, which, Meatballs 4 was on another night. I just couldn't stay awake long enough. I wanted to watch it. Meatballs 4 is <laughs> pretty good. It's bad, but not so bad. Uh, Tristan's last one is right now... Right now, that Bingo Hall Massacre is in production. Who would you recommend for its soundtrack? Oh, Bubbles the Monkey and his tambourine are confirmed. Oh, um, let me see. Who would I like on my soundtrack? Um, the Coupe de Ville's. Coupe de Ville's. Sean Carpenter's, Tommy, jo- Tommy Lee Wallace, Dean Cundy, I think is the third one. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, also, The Damned. Been listening to a lot of The Damned lately. They fit in with that. The Damned could just do the soundtrack. Um, uh, now for a couple more stories. Carolyn Hoshouter, I went to school for a while with his son Cameron Romero, so I saw George just being a parent like anyone else. Really weird to see those big glasses and hear that voice asking about the mileage rate or cheering the sports teams on. That's fucking great. That's that's Pittsburgh right there. That's yeah. I remember uh, I remember Rodrigo telling us the story about how he like went out of the strip club and saw George come out of the strip club and go buy a pack of cigarettes and go back in. He was talking to him at the duty bar or something. I don't remember. You'd have to ask Rodrigo, but it was a good story. Oh yeah, as good as the time he enlightened us about Ragtime Billy Peaches, which was <laughs> exactly a year ago. We, we learned the legend of Ragtime Billy Peaches, but. Oh, man. Uh, Allison Tib, Tib, uh, Tubber, uh, Birdie, or. We I, can't do last names, yeah. everybody. It's Allison, just anyhow, I fucked up do. your name. I'm from north of Pittsburgh, from the town of Evan City, where Night of Living Dead and many of his movies were filmed. Been he there? helped put us on the map with his art. 
I got to meet him on several occasions as I assist with the production of Living Dead Weekend Festival. He was an innovator and inspired the love of the genre and so many people. He will truly be missed. Sure will. I got a quick story, and I don't know if Bryce ever told you about I was going to ask you about your George Romero story. I remember, I remember, like everybody has those, Pittsburgh people have those George stories. Wasn't it, wasn't it Quillen's wife that showed him around the Arboretum? That is Bryce's. Oh, okay. It was Bryce's wife. That's what I was bringing up. Yeah, Yeah. Bryce's wife. Basically, it was one of those, like, they did this uh, for the corpse flower, it's called. Yeah, it's giant and it stinks and. Yeah, it only blooms like yeah, they, I don't know every seven years or some weird named, stuff. They named it George after him. They, yeah, they called it the Romero flower, and basically, like this was you know people didn't know this was going down yet, and George Romero is just wandering around and just wanders up to Bryce's wife at the time who was working there and is like, "Hey, can you tell me what's going on?" And she's like, "Yeah, but you're George Romero. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, George, what's going on." Yeah, and like she got to hang out with him for like an hour and just showing him around and talking to him and everything like that, which is that was really cool. And I've always said it. Mine was when I was like, you know, teenager, and I and, and got to see him at the end of a haunted house. He's just there. You know, he was, it was, no, it was. It, I thought. I thought I told this story before where I know uh, you told the story about uh, like Savini had the haunted house when he was doing yes, his he had one but also George Romero did something where like he was there as a uh, before like conventions got big mm-hmm. this is I'm thinking I'm 12 or 13 and we go it's like I believe it's out South Park and he's at the end of the haunted maze or whatever it is. And basically the whole night everybody from Pittsburgh was like, You remember me, George? I am this zombie, you know. <laughs> That's the running Pittsburgh joke that everyone was a zombie. Yes. Yes, because when it got to me and then I'm being twelve years old and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna get to meet the guy who made Night of the Living Dead. I was like excited <laughs> as hell, right? Yeah. And I get through it and my brother took me Pretty. to this. And I, I walk over and my brother's like, go talk to him. I was like, okay, I go over. I'm like, how you doing, Mr. Romero? He's like, kid, if you tell me you're the fourth zombie from the right, I'm leaving. <laughs> Did you tell him you were? I was just, I was just looking at him because at the time I wasn't getting the joke. I'm 12. But as, t- like, as time went on and I was, I'd read stories about him. And hear clips of him talking, like with Stephen King and Joe Bob Briggs and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like I totally understood that joke, and it was just like, no, sir, I just, you know, I wanted to meet you because you made Night of the Living Dead, and you know, Chili Billy, and I think it's awesome you do, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. That's great. But yeah, it was just because Quast, um, he has told me stories about people that he knew. That would always talk about it. like, yeah, when in that scene in Dawn of the Dead, when like they're by the J.C. Penny, you can see me in the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. We interviewed Frank Farrell. Yep. Remember the Spookies guy? Yep. And he was he, he was a zombie and we didn't even know. And we were like, oh, shit, really? And yeah, he was. He was the guy who got sprayed in the face with seltzer zombie. Yep. And we were like, oh, well, we want stories about that, too, and spookies, too. 
We need to have that guy back along. And Al. I want to talk to Al again. I like Al. Which I find out, Al Magachetti yeah. has the same birthday as I do. Hey, right on. When so are we ever – we need to ask him. Maybe I'll send him a message later or something. Are we ever going to get to see St. Bernard? Ah, uh, yeah. I want to see that. I know. Like, I just – Is it out there? Is it finished? I It was finished for a long time, I thought, and then – this is this is what we need to get Dan on. It just kind of – I don't even think it ever got released, or if it did, I sure didn't see it. Yeah, Dan needs to get on this. And then Pete died and just kind of never heard anything back about it because he was in that movie. And if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a movie called St. Bernard that Gabe Bartolos directed, and it has Peter Iacello from Spookies in it, and so it, uh. I don't know. It just looked ama- It looked amazing. And just kind of one of those movies that just fucking disappears. Or at least I didn't see anything about it. I know it's finished. We'll, 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 we'll look, we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Well, like I said, this is something we gotta get Dan on. Yeah. If, I don't even know, it might be out of his power. Anyway, we got any more questions? Uh, <laughs> let me look, cause, uh, damn Facebook. I know, it's being weird, dude. It's like Game of Thrones is on and they like, fucking don't want to work. <laughs> Son of a Bald bitch. guy that you posted, Brian Young. <laughs> That's Randy <laughs> Bobandy! That's Randy from Trailer Park Boys. That's Bobandis. That just showed up. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, trying to see if there's anywhere else. Because... Yeah, come on. God damn it, Tim. It's 2017, and there are people that still believe the Earth is flat. Oh, this is like a new running thing. And they're not even joking like it's fucking... Yeah, no, this is... There's a lot of NBA players out there, and that's part of the issue. Because, you know, people don't believe scientists and other legit people. They believe NBA players like Shaq. Um, (laughs) Just... That this is the new thing going around. This, if anything, this makes me uh, dislike humanity that much more. I just can't believe we're fighting over shit that we figured out was wrong in the Dark Ages. That, it, it's fucking just, ridiculous. Yeah, it, people have lost Aww, their mind. Thanks for uh, it, sweet let's boot. be honest. People Uh-oh. have lost their mind. Nope. Outside of uh, Steve Benningfield putting out Being a on sexy a, son of a bitch. Yeah, the sexy son of a bitch uh, making us know that there's a movie you called Clash of the Ninjas, up. which I have written down to make sure I watch at some point soon. I need to find that Ninja Busters. Yes, you do. God damn, I wanted to watch that, and then you fucking ruined it. <laughs> fucking nope, as far it. as I can see, I am not seeing any more questions. Weirdly, it seemed like we had more, and I'm not seeing any more. Uh, let me check one more thing. I got some news. Anyway, Rick's pooping. I had news. Uh, I had Rick, a when is Rick not pooping? Honestly, seriously, come on. I, I I've also okay. Before, since can't find any more questions, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get get into some news. Yes, before we, we are. Your news. I do have a question. You let me in on this. Okay. Um, I constantly watch YouTube and post the trailers from YouTube to my Facebook page, uh-huh. right? For everything I'm watching. Sure. Apparently, 
you like I've ever I have only posted one movie and that's Undead Holocaust, my short film on there. You're talking that, posted to YouTube. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have a channel and that's the only thing that's on the channel, okay? Right. But apparently on the channel, the channel has every trailer you watch oh. and to now I have a dozen people that subscribe to my channel. <laughs> there is people actually watching all the trailers I keep posting. Is this like a thing? Is this? I don't I, know how the stuff. I like. Is, I I don't don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding this either. It was kind of weird. I don't know. I didn't even know it was posting. Shit, like, I don't like it. I just watch YouTube. I'm not, I don't have a channel. I don't like anybody on there. I I guess since I have a channel and, like, I subscribe to, uh, that I have four subscriptions on there. One's to Infinity Santa 8000. Yes. Uh, Another one's to John McBride where he has some music videos on there. (laughs) The Coop the Bill's one of them. Another one is to the retro movie channel where I have found some of the post-apocalyptic movies. Oh, that one dude. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Well, no, this is a different one where the other one completely got taken oh, down. Oh, dude, that guy's like, gone? Yeah, that death dude, Deathstalker is his name or something like that. Like yeah. that. Yeah, that dude's completely gone. Like, oh, they took him down, down. They fucking... <laughs> Yeah, I believe power bombed him all the way off of YouTube. Because I had a subscription to him, so it'd update anytime he would upload stuff. It would yeah. let me know, and that was the, that's the, like the only things I got on there. So it's not like I go everywhere, or you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And people are apparently watching the random stuff I'm putting up on there. We need to we need to solicit those people for some rondo votes. <laughs> Apparently, but like in the past month, I went from nobody to all of a sudden I have a dozen subscriptions. <laughs> I don't like, know how the stuff I watch gets sucked on there. I have no fucking idea. That's I, it's really weird. I just yeah, it was just something I had to ask and found it hilarious. So I fucking don't have a clue, dude. That's fucking bizarre. But yeah, anyhow. Uh, my one piece of news. Oh, we got news. Let's start. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Yeah, well, two pieces of news. Uh, for anybody that cares, uh, since we're talking George Romero tonight a lot, uh, if you get a chance, I post it on my Facebook page. It's from Joe Bob Briggs' page. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs, Night of the Dead Reunion Drive-In Theater. It's from December 19th, 1992, where Joe Bob talks to everyone uh, from Night of the Living Dead. So that kind of an interesting watch. It's up there for you to see. But uh, also – that live. It's a possibility. Also, too, apparently Sub Rosa Studios is oh, yeah. re- releasing a shot on video flick, Savage Vows which is back in limited edition. It's a Polonia Brothers film from 1996. So uh, independent film fans, if you're interested, there's something for you. And then, of course... And you don't uh, have this already, being Tim Gross. I feel like you're... Yeah, I do not have that. You're so slacking, that dude. Me. Well, I don't think anyone has that. 
And I I <laughs> think check this, behind your computer. It might be here. Uh oh. This is this is the new kind of marketing thing where we're only going to make a hundred VHS tapes. Hey, my dog is going crazy for some reason. And that's the only way we're putting this out for now and basically get a bunch of money and then release probably somewhere down the line, the movie on DVD. You know what I mean? Yeah. First, that new marketing ploy, but also to independent filmmaker, Todd Ernest Braley is starting a Kickstarter He's seeking some money for production on a shark movie called Blood Loss. It's going to be filmed in Colorado. How do sharks get to Colorado? I don't know, but... <laughs> How does uh, that happen? It's it, a landlocked state. Yeah, but you know what? Remember, they made that movie last year on Sci-Fi Channel called shark? Ozark's Sharks. Jesus Christ, the shark... <laughs> Dude, sharks are the new zombies, man, for fuck's sakes. I love it. But, yeah, this dude's looking for help. Uh, he's looking at his $250,000 budget. Production is set for summer 2018. And uh, some of the stuff this dude has done already I like. So if you're interested, Such go as. check this dude as. Uh, this is the dude that did uh, the short film Rain, where the girl basically, she's – like paranoid about rain, like she has this thing about rain, and she thinks it's raining the whole time, and literally starves to death inside of her own house. Ooh. Yeah, cool. He's done quite a few different short films, and he has sent them to me. I've talked about them on past shows. Yeah. Cool dude. I I like his, some of the stuff he does is offbeat, not full horror. It's kind of like more of a psychological thing. So pretty cool stuff, though. Well, I want to see it. I just want to know how sharks got to Colorado. That's why I want to watch this. Well, you can go to and fund his Kickstarter campaign, apparently. Okay. And well, speaking of Kickstarter. Yep. <laughs> uh, we'll put this in the files of, uh, I think the government really is spying on you. <laughs> on me? <laughs> yeah. The floor? Yeah, this, this, somebody is stealing your ideas because if this is not your idea. <laughs> I, I was just know. having this conversation not too long ago with is, somebody. Is out of print Dan aware that there is now a Kickstarter um, for a movie about uh, <laughs> the the uh, title of the article just says, "Would you watch a horror movie about a giant butthole in the forest?" <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> yes, uh, this guy uh, has got a Kickstarter, and I'd love to. Uh, it's on our Facebook page. You can go. Go look at, it's it's a comedy thriller that he wants to make called Bubble Butt about a porno loving slacker who finds something most unusual while looking for a quiet spot to rub one out in the forest. It has literally been sucked out of my brain. Yes, someone has a chip or an implant inside of you, just stealing your ideas, Tim. It's not even so much my ideas. These are, this is literally like dreams I have on a nightly basis. <laughs> I am not lying. It's the tall man, dude. He's stealing your dreams. I literally, I had a dream last week where Danny Trejo was selling tacos during a porn film. You don't see any porn. You just know Danny Trejo is selling tacos during a porn <laughs> I bet <laughs> Danny Trejo's tacos will be awesome. I bet I that fucker could taco it up. That was in my mind. Jesus. For but yes, this damn. is what goes on. Oh, God damn. Uh, yeah, uh, um, you can just go to Kickstarter and search Bubble Butt. 
if you want to give this dude some money, because I would like to see a movie about a giant butthole in the forest. Evidently, he, uh, oh, it's Kickstarter, I'm sorry. Did I say Indiegogo? Uh, yeah, you, no, you said no, Kickstarter. It's, it's Kickstarter, yeah, he's got a little promo video. Uh, he's got a pledge of, he's got a $4,000 goal. He's up to 2435 bucks so far. Um, you could get a digital download or a t-shirt that you probably couldn't wear in public anywhere. <laughs> oh, well, you, I would wear that around the house. Tim. If you pledge $150 more, you get an on-screen prop. Prop. I w- if the butthole is on the T-shirt, <laughs> I I, I want for $150, you might actually be able to own the butthole. <laughs> Put it this way: I'd be able to wear that around my house and it'd be acceptable. I cannot wear Silent Night Deadly Night shirt in my house because of my daughter. Oh, why not? Uh, hey, Santa Claus rolls in her mind. Oh, dude, does she like Infinite Santa? Yeah, she loves in, 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 Infinite Santa. She loves Santa. She loves Reggie Bannister. They are things that will never die in her mind. <laughs> you just can't fuck with it. Um, uh, this is a really cool news. Um, for for Indiana, we got some listeners in Indiana and Ohio. Uh, finally, Tim, we're not getting. I've heard rumblings out of Indianapolis about an Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting something different. Evidently in Carmel, Indiana, this is coming from Philip Pine. He posts all the cool shit because he's an Indiana dude and tells me about when all the cool fucking movies are coming out. I can go down and see in, in the one theater I go to. Uh, see, so he posted this. It's in Carmel, which is, it, it, it's Indianapolis. Um, there's a place called Flick's Brew House. Have you heard of a Flick's Brew House? It's basically an Alamo draft house, but it looks more, Hipsterish? If I don't know, I don't. It's a it's a type thing. Anyway, check this out. They have summer of eighties going on. Hmm. So check out this lineup. It starts on August first. I seen the picture of this place. Yeah. It, it, oh, hold on. I gotta know. Shut up, Blizzard. Fuck off, Blizzard. God damn it. Okay, I don't need to... Dairy Queen Blizzard? No, advertise World of Warcraft nonsense on my fucking podcast, dickheads. Um, Yeah, they have Summer of 80s going on. It starts August 1st with Risky Business. That's a little late in the summer, but sure. Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. For fuck's sake. Just get the fuck off of there, stupid ad. Anyway, it starts with Risky Business. Then you got Coming to America. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, August 6th, take note, because me and Silent Brian will probably go to this. Big Trouble in a Little China. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds, Pretty in Pink, Spaceballs, uh, Vacation, Time Bandits would be an awesome one. Weird Science, Footloose, E.T., The Breakfast Club, Short Circuit, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Princess Bride, Never Ending Story, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, 16 Candles, Three Amigos, This is Spinal Tap, which would be awesome, Top Gun, Bill and Ted, Say anything, Naked Gun, and the Goonies. I'm not sure how they work this. I doubt this is 35 millimeter, which yeah. is a bummer. But still, how can you not go fucking see Jack Burton on the big screen? So I'm happy about that. Anyway, that's in Carmel if anybody wants to fucking look it up. It's called Flick's Brew House. Uh, anyway, you got anything else, Tim? No, that was it on my <laughs> news, my friend. All right. It's time 
let's talk about Satan's storybook. And you're going to have to do this because this is, I didn't watch this. I couldn't find it. Tim Kirsten, you, you, you need to. Again. You need to. It's anthology, right? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Anyway, Satan's storybook. Kick it off, Tim. Okay. Give me one second here. Who did this atrocity? I don't know. Let me look that up because it was. This is a shot on video, wow, 1989 really? flick called Satan's Storybook, and stars Ginger Lynn Allen, best known for her porn back in the mid 80s, who retired out of porn and basically did a lot of Vice Academy movies and. Uh, some other stuff. She did come back to porn in 2000 for like a six picture deal or something she did. I forget the company, but she did come back for a little while, but she has done voices for cartoons. She's showed up in a what? bunch of Rob Zombie movies. Um, she has showed up on some TV shows. Like she hasn't gone the Terry Weigel route where like yeah. she's in and out of porn. She basically. Because even when she re-signed, I don't think she was in any of the penetration scenes as much as, hey, this is me, like, and check out these scenes that we filmed that you never seen or we just, you know, uh, didn't cut and put back on video, that kind of stuff when she was back on this or she would be like a set piece because they had actually have storylines in these movies she was doing. But bottom line is she, when she got out, she got out. She yeah. did something like 69 movies in a three-and-a-half-year period, and that was it. She was oh, done. You're a porno actress, and you do 69 movies. That's where you go out. Yeah, she was. she's always said she enjoyed it. It just she got out because it wasn't fun anymore to her, which a lot of times you always hear these horror stories about it. Yeah. And, of course, now it's not bringing up Satan's storybook to see I've got it who, up. Who made this? I, if you look on IMDb and you put Satan's storybook in, nothing comes up. But you have yep. to get there through Ginger Lynn. Okay, oh, that's what I was gonna. Yeah, that's what I, was, I was just trying to see who made it. But basically, she, you know, she's made a career in Hollywood and outside of porn. And, but she will always be known for that, just because she was a very popular one at that time. But very good looking lady. Yep. Anyhow. Before we move on, because now I need to know who did this. Yeah, and her name was Chris Teeth, which I keep... I thought I was hearing it wrong, because I thought they said Christine, but they had, like, a lisp or something. But no, her name is actually Chris Teeth. The director is Michael Ryder. That also sounds like a porn name. <laughs> That's what I was just like, oh, I better go check this out. Uh, Michael Ryder... No, he is known for Satan's Storybook and Horrorama. I think that sounds That's familiar. It. That's it on his bio, man. Huh. Yeah, I didn't get it. Fuck, go on. I didn't get to see this one. Yeah, but anyhow, this 1989 movie, Satan's Storybook, is kind of an anthology. It's kind of set up weird, but basically... Chris Teeth, or Christina, or whatever you want to say Ginger Lynn's name is, she is a ninja in the underworld. She's in hell with her boyfriend. They're ninjas. They kidnap Satan's queen, 
And basically, the queen is Christie's sister. I don't know why that makes any difference, but <laughs> apparently it does. Christie's tries to explain to the sister or Satan's girl that I'm your sister. Satan killed the wrong person. Meanwhile, since she has been kidnapped, Satan apparently needs to be occupied. <laughs> Is <laughs> to say the least. And he's after he sends out his minions to go looking for his queen. Uh, Satan's gesture just happens to come by and goes, "Hey, I got a couple stories for you." And basically tells the story of a mass murderer who the police catch and send to the chair, and a witch tries to bring him back and take control of him. And that was his first story. The second story is about a depressed clown who offs himself in the dressing room after he's fired because he's drunk. And an evil clown from hell comes to pick him up. And Charlie doesn't want any of that and tries to kill the evil clown, but the evil clown takes him to hell anyhow. Satan, finally Satan is able to get his queen back. The queen's pissed off because he killed the wrong kid. So the queen takes off, and Satan's like, Hey, minions, go kill them two in the Black Forest. I don't give a shit about that bitch. And that's the end of the movie. It is hilarious. It's <laughs> random. And doesn't make a whole lot of goddamn sense. <laughs> so I- terrible. <laughs> I give it two out of four stars just for the very reason Ginger Lynn shows up as a ninja. <laughs> Sounds awful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just for the mere random reasons. It, it's just, it is clearly this was p- supposed to be something else. I'm wondering at first if this started out as like some kind of artsy evil porn thing. You know, maybe and trying then, to play off so the you, 80s metal. It might even be like a porn version of this, maybe. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm wondering if is, that's what it started off as. And then somebody was like, nope, can't make that. They're not going to give us money. Or they're not going to buy it. And clearly took anything or anything that would have been porn related out of it. And basically just became this weird shot on video anthology, if that's what you want to call it. And it just... Man, these shot on videos, they just keep... Fucking coming back and coming back and coming yep. back. And keep finding I, new ones. It's weird. I was entertained. Was it good? <laughs> Not really, but I was entertained. And that is Satan's storybook for you. Two out of four stars. Not only do these fucking shot on video, like, keep coming back. When are we going to stop finding fucking anthologies from the 80s? Yeah, well, yeah. We're like, you thought there was like one or two? And no, there's sudden- like 30 or 40. Yes. Shit, I just saw one the other day that I found on my hard drive called Scream Time. Got a killer puppet or something in it. Hmm. I'm not for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, do you recommend this? Because I didn't get to see this. I do just to watch Ginger Lynn as a ninja. Jesus Christ. If you're a big fan of Device Academy movies, you'll enjoy this. Which I've never seen. I need to check that out. Anyway, uh, yeah, my pick this week. Let's move on. Um, not much to say about about that. I think I just found another one I've never fucking heard of. In the custody of strangers. 
Weird. I don't know. Um, anyway, my pick this week was uh, Nightmares from 1983. Somewhere between the real and the unreal. According to the legend, das Teufelnagetier cannot be destroyed. Between the world of daylight and the dark of night. I am the Bishop of Battle, master of all I survey. Between the peaceful sleep of dreams and the endless sleep of death lies the realm of nightmares. you've never heard of and that you will never forget nightmares is this year's sleeper this movie is probably my pick for the best anthology movie ever and not a week week before you continue i could not find this anywhere really you've seen this before though. there's even a little message on the ruku that tells you not available on the ruku weird because this is this is one of the movies the very first convention i ever went to uh the one in kentucky where i met you and saw angus scrim get out of the back of the limo with the crazy babysitter twins and we were screaming about fucking blackjack mulligan in the in the uh, savage street screening that's the very first convention i ever went to um i bought i fell prey to the bootlegger guy yeah, and uh, I got this. I got nightmares. I got Hell Knight, and I got Bad Ronald. Bad Ronald well, looked gr- what? What? Go ahead. I still haven't seen Bad Ronald, but also I was gonna say mm-hmm. this is one of those movies though that seem to miss distribution on a regular basis. No, it came out. It came out from Anchor Bay. Exactly. Who put it out? Yeah, because I thought it missed distribution. Like it, I thought it was one of those films. It got out there, but disappeared for a long period of time. It might have been like one of those things where they just made not a lot, and then uh, they never went back, and it okay. went out of print real quick. Because uh, I, I I bought this Hell Knight and Bad Ronald. Bad Ronald looked great. Nightmares was off of the sci-fi channel. It had the logo, the sci-fi logo on the <laughs> When it was actually called sci-fi, not Siffy. Yeah. And Hell Knight was just a blank DVD, which pissed me off. I didn't find out until I got home, but I put it out on Facebook. I was like, oh man, I really wanted to watch Hell Knight. This guy claimed it was a, a decent version and fucking bootlegger got me. So uh, Michael Felcher, a guy we know, said, oh, that's a bummer. Um, I've got copies of this sitting around the office because evidently he was the one who put it out mm-hmm. when the Anchor Bay was still going on. And he sends me, a, like, a week goes by, I get a copy of Hell Knight and I get a copy of Nightmares show up at the door. So 
Thanks to that guy. That's awesome. I still have them. I think Nightmares goes for a lot of money. I'm not for sure. I'm not sure. Nightmare. I don't know. Look it up on eBay, Tim, if that Nightmares goes for a lot of money. What, the Anchor Bay one? Yeah, the OG uh, DVD for Nightmares. I'm not going to okay. sell it. I'm just curious. This is one of the ones that, like you said, I think it came out and just... Like, like, yeah, it disappeared. Yeah, it did. It, it, I don't think they made a lot of them. Well, first let me check Amazon and see what is yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Um, this is an anthology movie, and it's really weird because uh, this has no wraparound story. At no, all, it does not. Which is very, like, I'm not sure. Did they just put three stories together? And then, like, they had short films and just, okay, here we go. Here we like go. Um, this, oh, shit, it just, uh, the movie yeah, is originally. Yeah, so now it has a Blu-ray version of it out in uh, 1494. Of Nightmares uh, is, is on Blu-ray? Yeah, it have a Blu-ray version. I knew there was one coming out. I didn't think it was out yet. Oh, I didn't know that. But, yeah, I'll try to find the Anchor Bay DVD that we're talking about, because I know people will still be, like, trying to sell that. How much does it go for, the DVD? Uh, the Blu-ray goes for fourteen ninety-four, and apparently it is a combo where you get the DVD inside. Oh, cool. Um, any extras? Probably not. It wouldn't seem like this would That's happen. It. I was trying to find that out. Anyway, now. yeah, uh, the movie was originally made for network television, but deemed too intense. Extra footage was then added, and it was released theatrically, so... Uh, they were really... The, the stories were originally written... And filmed for the anthology series Dark Room in 1981. They were deemed too intense by Universal and thus called into an anthology film for theatrical release. Weird. Uh, uh, There's the, an audio commentary with the executive producer. Oh, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's four stories. There's four? Yep. And the fourth one I remember very vividly. I'll let you talk about the fourth one then because I, I don't remember the fourth one. My fucking mind is failing me here. Yeah, no, there's like three, dude. No, there's four. No, there's the the truck with Lance Hendrickson, the video game, yep. and the rat. What's the fourth one? The rat. Well, the first one is actually the chain smoking homemaker. Oh, that one. That one sucks, but it's awesome because Lee Ving's in it. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's why it's four. You, you talk about that one. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I remember the fourth one, the rat one, more than I, I remember, remember the rat the one. Th- I'm going by memory because I didn't rewatch this this week. Ah, uh, see, I couldn't find it, and that was my problem. But anyway, anyway we suck it. Well, there went our rondos. We fucking suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, leaving's in the first one, so therefore five stars. Um, the second one is probably the one. I don't know. I think this might be uh, one of the DVDs where, depending on where you get it from, which order these go in. Okay. I think they're screwed. They're, they change them around. I'm not for sure, but on the DVD I have, uh, the second one is probably the best one and probably one of the best stories out of any anthology ever about the video game. I don't even remember. If, yeah, that is the title. second story, Emilio Estevez. Is it doing called the, the Bishop of Battle? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, this is a great one, man. Talk about Talk about all-time jams. I wish this was expanded into a whole fucking movie. It's great. Uh, Emilio Estevez plays the wizard video game kid, um, and he's got a buddy played by Bad Ronald himself, who probably just did this right after Bloody Birthday, Mm -hmm. which 
is that's an all-time fucking kick-ass movie. Go watch that shit, people. That's amazing. Um, anyway, he's he's a video game hustler, and this is probably around 1982, 83. So hardcore punk is in like. It's it, it's peak. I love that shit, and it's all over this this particular story. It's got the soundtrack for this one's awesome. It's got Fear. It's got Black Flag. Mm-hmm. All these good. I think the Dead Kennedys are in it. I think they play Holiday in Cambodia. Either that or the Circle Jerks or something. I don't remember. One of those two are on the soundtrack. But Emilio Estevez is in New York City with his buddy Bad Ronald, and they're hustling video games, and he is the ace at this certain video game called the Bishop of Battle. Yep. And he hustles some cholos. They don't appreciate it. Um, they chase him out of there. And Emilio Estevez is kind of this fuck up of a person. You know, only wants to play these video games and doesn't care about anything else. Tries to make a deal with his dad that if he gets the, what is it? Level 13. Yeah. If he gets the level 13, he's going to stop. He's going to be known. And he's going to, you know, get back into school because I think he's dropped out and all this shit. But um, one night he breaks in to practice to get to level 13 and the video game comes alive. And it's really cool effects for 1983. Borders on Tron level of awesomeness. You have like millipede and centipede type enemies flying around trying to kill Emilio Estevez. It's a great soundtrack. And this He's is, even running through a uh, car garage at one point. Yeah, with uh, like really early early video game like snakes chasing mm-hmm. after him and shit. What'd you think about this section? This, I, this has to be the best one. I enjoy it, but see, for me, the best one is the Lance Henriksen one. And that's because of Lance Henriksen one. So let's. And, let's and well, on not that so one. much that, but I, 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 this one's good. Don't get me wrong. It's really good, but I just always was a big fan of the Lance Henriksen priest one. If I could build a Franken, a Franken movie out of all these stories from every anthology, it would be probably be like this. Then the raft would be in there, and then uh, I'm not sure if I'd put the Tales from the Crypt version or the Tales from the Crypt HBO version about the blind people uh, mm-hmm. making the that live in the like commune that make the people walk walk the uh, corridor full of razor blades. They torture yeah. their. I'm not sure what you know. I don't know. There's two versions: one with Isaac Hayes and one from uh, Tales from the Crypt from the 70s movie. It's really. That's a creepy fucking story, and I'd probably put the one... I'd have to have Lance Hendrickson in here, so I would put the fourth one as the gambler from Tales from the Crypt. Oh, That's yeah. just, like, the best acting job ever from Lance Hendrickson. He's out of his goddamn mind in that. It's great. There's an episode of Tales from the Crypt they didn't play much after all the seasons were out, like you would get to see them rerunning that. And there was an episode, it was basically like, uh, where these two teenagers starting to go out and the girl wants to know about her boyfriend's secret. And basically her boyfriend's secret is they're all right. No, they're all like goalie creatures and they eat her in the end of the episode. (laughs) I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that one at all. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I always like Tales from the Crypt. We should do a whole episode on Tales from the Crypt, dude. At some point, yeah. I liked. I liked the gambling. My favorite episode of Tales from the Crypt 
is Don Rickles and, and Bobcat Goldthwait with the ventriloquist dummy where he has his twin. Mm. Uh, it's actually like a Siamese twin on his hand. Yeah. That shocked the fuck out of me. I remember seeing that as a little kid. Don Rickles sells that so hard. It just is fucking amazing. And I really liked the very last episode, the animated one, with Bobcat. That's like the Tom and Jerry mm. cartoon. Uh, okay. That's probably one of my top fives. And then there's one that I could never remember. I need to like, I need to find a Big Lots that sell those, those uh, seasons on for like three bucks. I know that was a thing going on for a while. Yeah. And there's one that I can never. I think it had Dennis Miller in it, and it's not Bordello of Blood, which is an excellent. Yeah, film. I have the first season. I have the fourth season, but I still haven't watched the fourth season. That's all I got of them. Uh, maybe it's not Dennis Miller, but there's this one guy. He's kind of like a. If anybody knows this, let me know which episode it is, because I'd love to see it again. He's kind of like a, a Robert Stack, Unsolved Mysteries kind of guy. And there's this haunted house, and he doesn't believe in it, and they're going to spend the night there and put it on TV, and then shit goes crazy. I don't remember what that one was called. Somebody let me know what the fuck that one was called, because I'd really like to see that one again. But anyway, let's talk about Lance Hendrickson in the third episode, Tim. I'll let you do this one. Yeah, this one was the benediction. Yeah, this is the benediction, and basically the reason I always enjoyed this one was, uh, uh, and it's stuck with me since the first time I've seen it as a kid, was Lance Henriksen uh, is a priest. He's lost his faith, and he goes on the road, and he's in that terrible green car. <laughs> I forget what that is. but it, he's Fucking like, I don't know, it looks like an Australian weirdo car. <laughs> He's, but he's driving through the desert, and there's just this person that we believe it's a person in a badass Silverado, late '70s Silverado. It's black dot windows, black dot headlights, and it's just chasing them and giving them a hard time on the desert road. It's dual. Yeah, and it's fucking with them the whole time. Well, finally, it destroys the car. Lance's character, the priest, is all fucked up. And he thinks, like, oh, this nothing else could happen to me now. And at one point, this really cool scene, the truck drives from underground and jumps out of the desert. It's fucking badass. And just drives towards him. And the only thing Lance Henriksen's character could even think of, he grabs, like, this pail of holy water and just throws it. And it hits the truck and it disappears. Because it's the devil. Yes, and this is makes him regain his faith, believing this is the devil. Because I think there's even one line at one point where he's like, who and how are you? You like the devil or something? And uh, that's the whole concept of the story. I think it's like 25 minutes long. It does seem like this would be like a TV episode of The Hitchhiker or something. It's just, oh, it, man, that's a horrible fucking show. It just to put that... That show went on for a few years. Where it had, only, yeah, man, USA really hung its hung its hat on that. Still, well, HBO was the original. Uh huh. HBO started it. Oh man, and because I, I even remember the episode OD feeling with Gene Simmons, where he does so much cocaine he dies, and like too bad that's it, not happening in real life. No, but it just unless it, it did, we should check Facebook. Someone else is gonna die. It feels like this part out of all of them feels like it is it was like a made for TV like this was the hitchhiker or amazing stories or this just seemed like a segment that was on TV. 
uh, compared to the other ones to me, but I just always enjoyed this one. It was really cool. I thought Lance Henriksen played just brilliantly as the priest in this. Mm-hmm. This and was, it was right in like when he was in his wheelhouse. Yeah, this is right. You know, this is right as he was filming the Terminator, I believe, when he was on yeah. set for that. That this got released. So it just. But this also, I always felt like this was a great setup for that last part, which is uh, Night of the Rat. Well, let's let's talk Night of the Rat because uh, I, I, I came across this. Uh, I got a little theory here. Okay. Night of the Rat. Richard Mazur as the dad, because this week I didn't mention it earlier because I didn't want to talk bad about it. It is a beloved movie. Uh, I watched Encino Man this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty fucking bad movie, but it's still great. Like, I don't know. I think it's Pauly Shore's crowning achievement. I think Sean Astin sucks in that movie. <laughs> a very creepy stalker, but Megan Ward is hot as shit. Michael Delaney mm-hmm. is funny. And Richard Mazur is the dad. So, Richard Mazur, all-time greatest movie dad? And why did we never see him with all-time greatest movie mom, D. Wallace? Or did we, and I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't think we did. That's That feels like something that should have happened in the 80s, man. Yep. Like, I wish that was some someone go back and make an 80s retro movie about just that. Richard Mazur is the dad. D. Wallace is the mom. Throw a little fucking monster in there somehow we could put like uh fucking hologram feldman circa like 11 years old (laughs) running around (laughs) pee in your butt productions let's get on this but anyway night of the rat is really cool it's richard mazer uh living in a house he's if you've seen unknown origin it's the exact yes same plot it wouldn't even surprise me if it was based on the same script because mm-hmm. it is the same thing. He's being tormented night after night. He hears sounds on the walls. Um, and he finally, much like Tim does, kills the little rat. And it bums out his little daughter. Um, and then all hell breaks loose when Mama Rat shows up. That's as big as a fucking rhino. Yep. And it is awesome. It has the effect they use for the rat, the giant rat, is very bad. But it's very great in an 80s way. Like, I'm not going to hold that against it. What were they working with? This is 1983 here. They did the best yep. they could, and it looks great at a night. Like, I don't know, man. It's a bad, but you let it go because it's it's pretty cool. I like this one the best. Uh, no, I like, I don't know. It's hard. Like we said before, there are no bad rap movies ever. And all these, all these shorts in this movie, I want to see full length. Well, maybe not the one that I can't remember. But yeah, the cigarette I mean, one. Yeah, the th- the third one. All the all the three we talked about. I want yeah. to see them made into full length movies, and I think that would be awesome. Especially I don't know if though, I want to see the Benediction made into a full movie because then I'm comparing it too much to the car. Are there any bad killer car movies though? No, there isn't, but. I, unless you develop Lance Henriksen's character more like, I think as a they short got that, film. They got that priest angle going on. It's pretty good. Yeah. As a short film, they did it right. They did it. They kept it tight. They didn't veer from what the whole premise is. It's good versus evil, but it's basically this dude has lost his way and he, he believes again after he gets rid of the truck. 
Well, and it, it just, I think that was it. If you're going to, you would have to make a different movie in order to flesh this out, basically. Yeah, yeah you got an argument there. But I'd still like to see him. This was directed by a guy named Michael Sargent, who probably is goddamn like the biggest TV. I think this is the only movie ass movie he directed. Oh no, I'm I'm wrong. Um, this guy's probably pretty great. He directed the original Taking of Pelham One Two Three, which is a fucking badass movie. Check that out. And also a Tristan Darley Martin classic, Jaws: The Revenge. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to give Nightmares from 1983. It is, like I said, the best. In my opinion, this is the best anthology movie. Um, I'm going to give it a four out of four, dude. I think it's great. I think. Well, no, I'll give it a three out of four because that one is. Yeah, that one's not as memorable. Like, we're sitting here talking. But leaving. Yeah. He's my boy. He's one of the greats. But it's not as memorable as the other ones. We're sitting here thinking, like, off the top of our heads about the other ones very easily. Where the other one, it's more of a James James Woods cat's eye. Oh, dude, that's a good one, too. uh, Kind of story. Is there – there's not a – there's not a bad segment in Cat's Eye either, come to think about it. I just love the wall gnome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love the wall gnome attacking Drew Barrymore. <laughs> you know she was coked up, even at age oh, yeah. seven. But it, yeah, it's right? the wall gnome. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's Nightmares from 1983. Go check it out. It's probably pretty hard to find. Tim couldn't find it because he's yep. cursed YouTube again. Um, let me check Facebook here. According to... Uh, today, the 6th, 17th, 16th of May, 2017, at 10 o'clock. Um, it doesn't look like anybody else has died, thank fucking God. Yeah, well, Nightmares is 1496 on Amazon now for the Blu-ray, so I might get it now. Weird. What, on Nightmares? Yes. That needs to be in the Tim Gross load-bearing <laughs> DVD. Yeah, Hello. the load-bearing wall that yeah. might expand. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> It needs to be there. Um, anyway, what do you got for next week, dude? Uh, I am watching a movie called House on Willow Street. I have that. That's really, really new, right? Yep. Awesome. Uh, I am going to, if if our boy James Cox, who has been show MVP of as of late, getting us movies, uh, he sent me uh, a message today that says he can get us a copy of this. I'm going to do The People Who Own the Dark, movie I was talking about last week. That's mm. kind of like Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I don't know what it's about. I've never seen it. I've heard good things. It's from 76, I think. My Are you movie. able to send me? Uh, that's up to James Cox. He said he's got, it's a Spanish movie, but he said he's got an uncut English dub of it. So I'm going to send him a message and hear it a minute and tell him to send send it to you too he hasn't sent it to me yet so okay yeah if he yeah, yeah. he's on a different time than we are he's across the pond yep he's across yeah. the pond it looks really good it looks like what if night of the living dead didn't deal with zombies but blind people uh that were blinded by the apocalypse so you should love it Ooh, it's the apocalypse yeah so that's next week tim what do you got to pimp and always... give us a guess on who's the third to die Ah, uh, ooh, man, who would, who, man, Martin Landau, I, 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 you know, that, that kind of was more just, huh, really? coming. Yeah, uh, George Romero, yes, definitely a surprise there. 
but not, you knew but not it was really, happening. Yeah. yeah, not really, but it's a bummer. I I I'm gonna pick one that makes sense, but I feel it's not gonna happen. Okay. Clint Eastwood. No, that fucker will outlive us all, dude. Yes, he will. That and that's son why of a I'm bitch saying. will outlive. Just in sheer will alone, he'll outlive us. If it's not him, it's Patton Oswalt. Oh, Patton Oswalt's too cool to die. I love Patton Oswalt. Don't you curse him. He's great. <laughs> he was in Odd Thomas. Yes, he was. Oh, he was yes, he was. I, I liked him, him in it. He was in that god-awful movie, The Circle, I watched last week. I'm not watching that. Oh, man, it's funny. It's so bad. It will go down in legend as, wow, I can't believe this was, like, taken seriously at all for a second. Um, I've got nothing to pimp. What do you got to pimp? Uh, as always, well, who do you think is going to be the third? One? I'll give you a guess in a minute. I'm still thinking. Okay. Uh, as always, you can find me here at Blood Bass and Boomsticks. You can, of course, find me at GrossMovieReviews.com. And if you're bored and would like to help support me, go find go to Lulu.com, buy one of my books. Just put Gross Movie Reviews in the bookstore, and they will pop up. And in two weeks. Come see what my basement gives birth to <laughs> is I go to the Horror Realm flea market and sell what's in my basement. I have been there. It is a magical place. And I cracked it, my head really hard at your basement, too. It is the one place Rick Fusselman wants to live in. He's like, I would just, man. He's like, I would just love to live in your basement. Just he's like, I swear you like pull stuff out that didn't exist. Well, shit. When I was down there, I was looking through that box of old VHS, and I was like, Death warmed up, Death laid an egg, all on VHS. I'm like, God damn, Tim, you got some shit down here, boy. And the Ric Flair pennant that has been in your fucking kitchen every time I come to your house. <laughs> it's, it's been up since day one since I have stepped step foot in my house, and that has been 20 should, years now. It should never leave either. You should, when you die, that should just stay there. It's the <laughs> Ric Flair pennant, for fuck's sake. It's going to haunt the house. <laughs> it's just going to be a floating pennant. <laughs> it's going um, to be Ouija part three. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, I was going to talk about that in the news. Do you believe... I, we give, I, at least I, I give no credence to what Rotten Tomatoes says. Uh huh. But the Annabelle sequel, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'll say that again. The Annabelle sequel, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. What, did tomatoes. they only allow one person to watch it and that I don't one know, person but... was Bryce? <laughs> I think the fix is in over there, dude. That uh-huh. doesn't sound right at all. Like, well, I don't even think the Godfather has a hundred percent, but Annabelle Part Two, hundred percent, smells over there. I, I will say this: if there is just anything that came good out of George Romero's death today, if there is one thing that came good out of it, it stopped all the v- completely crazy people talking about Eli Roth taking over the Amityville horror franchise. What? Oh yeah. Look it up. No, I don't it's, want – no, man. We get more yeah. Amityville. We can't yes. even get the one with Jennifer Jason Lee to fucking get off the shelf and see the light of day for fuck's sake. Yeah, but they got the Polonia Brother one. Yeah, there. but you, you're just allowed to call anything Amityville yep. because it's down. Supposedly right before everybody started too. telling me about George Romero dying, 
I was reading a bunch of people posting about Eli Roth and Amityville horror franchise. Someday we're going to have to get to the bottom of this. Like, why is Eli Roth, like, the voice of horror? Yeah, the voice of that, like, the oh, supposedly voice of reason? He, no, he's, like, the, the go-to or, guy. Like, every documentary has him and John Landis on it. Yep, the anointed one? Yeah, what, what did he ever do? He's made... Z- Three movies? Uh, yeah, but how many are good? Like, Cabin Fever is okay. Hostel and... Hostel and Hostel 2 are okay. And everything else just kind of sucks, except for that trailer for Thanksgiving. And he seems like a jerk. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I, 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 I don't care about him as much as everybody else does. I will agree with you. I do not understand why is he the anointed one when it comes to every project that you think that doesn't need made all of a sudden. Eli Roth is going to make Amityville Horror. We we don't need another Amityville Horror, man. Jesus. What we need is another Freddy Krueger movie, for fuck's sakes, which I think might happen, which is terrible. If anything, it could be said, whoever his publicist is. Who's this, Eli Roth or Freddy? Yes, whoever is Eli Roth's publicist, which might be Freddy. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. Uh, I, they deserve all the money in the world because they have kept him relevant, and that dude hasn't made much. You know Anybody what I'm saying? Anybody who thinks Eli Roth is a good director, go watch Knock Knock. If you could make it through the end of that uh, movie without putting pins uh, in your fucking eyes, that was a bad movie. Yeah, we got Dano to thank for that one. That was a bad movie. Anyway, um, I've got nothing to pimp. I'm on pick. As to die next, I gotta go just because I haven't seen him in a while. I gotta go with Christopher Walken. Mm. I've not seen that guy in a long time. I've seen him. I think you're wrong, dude. Probably. Probably. But I'm gonna pick him anyway. Like I I'm said, gonna, that's why how, I picked Clint how, Eastwood. How old is Hef? Hugh is Hefner? He, yeah, he's a good pick. Nah, he's too easy. Gotta pick somebody that's not as easy. Uh, Shatner. I'm going with Shatner. That's not a bad pick. I'm going with Shatner. He just jumped in there. I'm going yep. with Shatner. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. Oh God, I hope not. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I just upload. I just loaded Facebook, and the third one hasn't dropped yet. So. Well, sure. it, okay. Let me ask you this then. Since okay. we lost these two, did that dude that was 39 years old from True Blood last week or whatever died? Is that part of the three? It's already done. I don't even know who the fuck that guy was. Neither did anybody else, but everyone had to post about it. All of a sudden, they were big fans? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I never fucking never watched nope. that show. I watched one episode. That was it. Was it crappy? Like it sure looks like? No, I was just like, eh, whatever. I've <laughs> seen this down there. Anyway, next week we got People Who Own the Dark and... What'd you say? Oh, The House on Willow yeah. Street? Yeah, House on Willow Street. Okay, uh, we are out of here, everybody. It is Game of Thrones time, you sons of bitches. Time- oh, we forgot to talk about the most important thing, Tim Gross, before we get out of here. What's that? Did you see T-Shirt Joe and his Flash Gordon experience? No. Confirmed Flash Gordon's not a racist. T-Shirt Joe said to be message all weekend. He was T-Shirt Joe's convention neighbor. And really, yeah, and he's a nice guy, and he brought T-shirt Joe coffee and saved him. 
<laughs> so he did save every goddamn one of us. Ladies so T-Shirt Joe now has become a Flash Gordon fan. Yes, I certainly hope so. At least um, we have confirmed through T-Shirt Joe that Trash Flash Gordon is not a racist. Oh, my God. Did T-Shirt Joe ask him about Silent Assassins? Oh, God. No. No. <laughs> no, I would. I would. Like, if he put, punch you in the mouth. And I'd be fucking justified. That movie's terrible. And that was at Crypticon or whatever Joe was at? I think Joe was at Crypticon. I'm not yeah, sure. I think it was that. Flash did save him, so Joe's not allowed to talk any more shit about Flash Gordon. Oh, man, I'm going to miss that. Anyway, we are out of here. R.I.P. George and Martin Landau. That's a fucking bummer, dude. We're gone. Attention all shoppers. Attention all shoppers.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.